Welcome to the Scrubverse Podcast, your last stop for the latest in gaming news and pop culture. We're your hosts, Chris and Corey. Prepare for dissension. chicken sandwiches of the week <laughs> <laughs> and then unfortunately they were sold out we've been sold out since fucking thursday like i haven't yeah. had a chance and they're not gonna have no shipments until fucking monday you better get it while the getting's good because this fucking sandwich is so good dude like it's my new favorite chicken sandwich i'm hoping that they have it at my job but they usually don't do any like special promotional shit it's always because mm-hmm. everything's franchised out because it's really hard for a legit business to get into the building where I'm at. So they get other people with security clearances to open up the uh, the shops mm, yeah, and then right. do it that way. Oh, yeah, but, you work for the government. I forgot about that. Yep, <laughs> the fucking G-men. Dude, they, I'm telling you, though, man, these sandwiches like I coming from a guy that I have eaten a lot of Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. I've eaten a lot of Wendy's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never personally thought Wendy's chicken sandwich was good. Uh, I would have friends that would argue with me until they were blue in the face with that. Uh, I have a buddy that he got he got food poisoning from those chicken sandwiches twice and still eats them because he loves what, the them Wendy's that much. one. Yeah, the Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. But I mean, is that an issue with the sandwich itself or is that an issue with that specific Wendy's it's it's not an issue with the sandwich itself but still once you get food poisoning from something most of the time your body's like got a permanent like rat like negative connotation with that food that you just don't want it I've never heard of that well so let, let's say theoretically that you went and got a uh, a Big Mac from McDonald's you love Big Macs sure you ate them you ate them five times a week for the last five years and you're still alive yeah but you go one day and you get one, you get food poisoning and you just like throw up Big Mac and you're like, oh, that's gross. Some people, it's going to turn them off that food for a while. Okay, so if I drink alcohol. That's different because you're fucking inebriated. To the point where I vomit. Uh, I don't drink tequila because of that. No, but, <laughs> but that's, that's because a I almost choice. died. That is a choice. It's not the tequila that almost killed you. It was the amount of tequila that you drank. So where the fuck is this going? <laughs> No, 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 no. Mean, we're still on target. What I'm saying is like, okay, f- perfect example. I was at Taco okay. Bell. We had, I had a Crunchwrap Supreme. Okay? okay. One day I got food poisoning because there was something wrong with the meat. I'm just, that's my assumption on it. There was something wrong with right. the meat that time. A week later, I'm still eating that fucking Crunchwrap Supreme. <laughs> it's not, it's not the fuck, the fact that the sandwich in, in its existence is bad. It's, that fuck face that worked at Taco Bell did something to that meat that was a bad batch and I got the short end of the stick on it. Or that store is just dirty, so I get a Crunchwrap Supreme from somewhere else. <laughs> it doesn't mean that I automatically was just like, nope, got it. That's like Chinese well, food. I vomit from Chinese food. I'm going to swear off all Chinese food. Well, I'm not saying like everybody does that. There, I, I have seen people that are like, I don't eat that anymore because I got food poisoning. I'm like, all right, you're 
irrational. Like you you you're just irrational. don't eat that. I can see if it was just like all spicy chicken sandwiches in general. It's like, oh, I don't eat those because I got food poisoning from Wendy's one time. Mm-hmm. But this is specifically Wendy's chicken sandwich. No, so I don't. An accurate like reasoning or a good reason to not eat something is, hey, I'm not gonna eat these blackened fucking wings. Because I felt like I was dying the last time I ate them. And that, that the way that they're made, it is a constant pain. It is death. Nothing about that wing changes. There's didn't no other rather, variable. There's no, The person didn't fuck up, and that's they made it ten times more spicy. It is spicy <laughs> as intended. That's what did difference. you say earlier this week that it had, like, some fucking... Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> tangent. So, fucking the wings they're fucking like ultra instinct fucking spice wings (laughs) they didn't have hot sauce it wasn't a fucking hot sauce it was a goddamn extract don't do that when i'm drinking (laughs) ultra instinct wings that's the name of the first clip (laughs) no but fucking they they put a fucking extract of like Carolina Reaper, there's this new pepper called Pepper X and like Scorpion. <laughs> it sounded, that's what I said. It sounded like a fucking wrestler. Yeah. Like it's something stupid. And or I was just like, no like fucking Wolverine shit. That's was a the reason why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> pepper X. <laughs> but no, it had like a, a, a scoreball. I don't even know that that's the correct measurement, but it's like, you know how you, you rate how hot something is? Mm-hmm. I think it's like scoreball or some shit like that. It was over right. three million. Oh yeah, it's the I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of the. It has an actual. It's like decimals or something, but for a hot scale. Yeah, it's some like a shit measurement. Like, that. like uh, yeah, a unit of measurement. I think they say like a Carolina Reaper is two million, and I ate a whole bag of that, and I'm pretty proud of that. I mean, I almost died, but I ate a whole bag of that. This was just. You're proud about weird things. <laughs> like non-accomplishments. <Wow. laughs> My life is made up of categorizing non-accomplishments. I tell everyone that I just have kind of failed upwards in life. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I failed, but, like, it worked in my favor. So, yeah. back to the story at hand. And a lot of people are going to argue with me. They'll be like, oh, if Popeye's was so good, they wouldn't have ran out of chicken for the chicken sandwiches. That's an argument going on right now. That's That has... No, this is a, this is a promotional no, no, item. I'm, a, I'm about to throw in like another fucking tangent that the logistics yes. of how you send your chicken to a store has mm-hmm. nothing to do with how good this chicken is. And this time I'm on your side. But yeah, uh, no, that was what people are saying now. Like since there's so many that are running out, it'd be it would be foolish for Popeye's to think to like, well, let's make the same level of chicken sandwiches. Let's order that much that Chick-fil-A does every day because this thing is going to be fucking amazing. And then it tanks. This was the smartest move to do because now we all want it even more because of exclusivity deals. <laughs> oh my fucking god! <laughs> now that I can't have it, I want it even more. It's not the same. Is this the th- whatever? <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's it's that I, I can't have it, so I want it more. Yeah, that that's, that's it's supply I and demand. I yes. mean, yeah, obviously it's an exclusivity deal, but it's not exclusive to the point where I can't go get another chicken sandwich. You know what I did when I went go looking for the fucking Popeye's chicken sandwich? The first time I went looking for it, I went to Chick-fil-A. Now, mind you, I was mildly disappointed. Chick-fil-A is not like I go to Chick-fil-A because one, the one reason I go to Chick-fil-A is because if you're trying to watch your weight, 
mm-hmm. or watch what you're taking. Chick-fil-A is one of your best options because of their grilled chicken options. Yeah. Because their grilled chicken, it might be a little bit high in sodium, but that shit is just packed full of protein. Right. Which is super good. Yeah. But on the other hand, I was always like at conflict with myself because I would go eat at Chick-fil-A, but I do not like their views on religion and all that stuff. And you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Anti-LGBTQ stuff and all that. I really don't like that. But I've even met gay people in my life. They're like, yeah, that's fucked up, but they make good chicken. This chicken sandwich, man, mm, it's not like it is not healthy. Like, let's shoot that out the fucking window right now. There was a there was a post. I'm actually looking for it on my friend's Facebook, and I don't know if she posted on her wall or someone else's, but it was pretty much like the the lady who makes Chick-fil-A sandwiches. Her name is Susan. She's raised by black people, but she cares about your health. So she cuts back on certain things. Meanwhile, <laughs> the lady who makes Popeyes is like the the deacon's wife at the nearby Baptist church, and she don't give a shit about your cholesterol because God's going to take care of it for you. <laughs> I'm not trying to say that it's bad chicken coming from Chick-fil-A. I'm just saying, like, I'm over it. Yeah. So this chicken sandwich, you get it two options. You can either get it original or spicy. And when I say spicy, it's nowhere near the level of spicy that we can handle, especially mm-hmm. yours because your level is much higher than mine. If you were to get it and you're like, oh, this is bland, I would put some kind of extra hot sauce on it if I were you. Uh, but for a normal chicken sandwich, it's good. So with the regular, it, it comes, it's a, it's like a fucking chicken. It's not a chicken patty. It's like a big-ass chicken strip just coiled in on itself like a fucking snake. So are they, because this is what I was surmising earlier from looking at it. Is it just a chicken breast? Like they to put It's a all whole white fried, meat. Yeah. They put a whole yeah. fried uh, chicken breast on it, and they co- yeah. and they put on pieces of bread, and they called it a sandwich. Yeah, because that's what you do with a sandwich. You put meat on two pieces of bread, and it's a sandwich. I mean, you do a lot more, at least. The bare bones yeah. is bread and meat. <laughs> so, but like, is the bread, like, does the bread The bread it? is super good. So okay. the bread is a brioche bun. And I am a sucker for a good fucking toasted brioche bun. I will argue until I am blue in the face that a brioche bun is the best bun for a burger. Okay. Because it is. It's super, super good. They toast really well. They're they're just great. They're really, really good. And uh, the pickles that they put on it are like big-ass motherfucking pickles. Like two of them cover the, almost the whole bottom of the bread. And they're that, they're that halfway between pickle, halfway cucumber. So they got that real good. So, they still, so it tastes like a pickle, but it's got the cucumber crunch. So it's it's just a very crisp pickle. It's a good pickle. It's not like a it's not like a Burger King pickle where it's all like that that shit you get from the jar. It's super soggy. Okay, so it, so it's like it came out of like a Vlasic jar. Yeah, it's a good pickle, and uh, or it's just like they were homemade pickles or something like that. I know they're not homemade pickles. And then the sauce on the regular one, you either get mayo, but fuck that shit. You go for the Cajun spread mm-hmm. sauce that they put on there. Of course, this motherfucker's so good. Like. I ate it for, I got two for lunch on Wednesday, and then I got two for lunch on Thursday. (laughs) And then I went last night to go get them for dinner, and they were out, and I was super sad. So, yes, people can, I will take, I don't care. People can message me on Twitter, tell me I'm wrong, tell me that Chick-fil-A. Someone was, like, waiting for, they're like, can't get anything at Popeye's. I guess I'll get my Chick-fil-A, or I guess I'll go get Chick-fil-A today. And I messaged on their Facebook. I was like, it's Sunday. No, you ain't. (laughs) And they were like, oh, shit, I can't get any chicken sandwiches. I'm looking it up right now. It's, I mean, so it's not great for you, but it's not bad. for. That doesn't make any sense. What's the calorie say on that one? 
So the calories on it says that it's 227. That sh- I saw that same one. That can't be right. That can't be right because it says calories from fat 560. There's no way. Yeah, that it can't be like because a Whopper is like 650. Hold on one second. Let me let me do the math on this. Yeah, go ahead. I got some more stuff to talk about. Because it's but, like, what is it like four nine four four calories for every gram of protein? I guess nine calories for every gram. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But the uh, oh, I had something, but I totally forgot. Lost it. Oh, the one of the best things coming out of all of this is the McDonald's memes. Mm-hmm. Where, where everyone's like, when you run out of money, you're going to remember that I'm still here. And it's the McChicken. Yeah. The McChicken is garbage. I will say that the McChicken itself is garbage, but I will 100% stand behind the hot and spicy. The hot and spicy was good. The hot and spicy was my shit. But this plain ass McChicken. No, nah, get that shit out of my face. See, up north, we had the, the, the buffalo chicken, buffalo McChickens. Yeah, we've got those they two were, down here. They just threw the sauce right. on there. Yeah, they're okay. The hot and spicies were good. Hot and spicies were my jam. That was back in the day where uh, I had just graduated high school. I was working at a steakhouse called Bonanza up north. I think they were called Ponderosas. Just steakhouses with a salad bar and all that shit. I would work until 1030 at night, go get high as shit, and then go to McDonald's and get like two big and tasties, which we call them the big and nasties. Mm-hmm. Uh, two hot and spicies, two apple pies, a large fry. Dude, there's a reason that I'm fucking fat. So, <laughs> but yeah the the moral of the story is if you haven't eaten this sandwich yet give it a try have your own opinion on it i personally love the sandwich the only downside is the breading to chicken ratio i feel like their breading is the breading ratio is just a little bit too high like it needs a little bit less breading but i can live with it it's it, that's being nitpicky i just hope that the breading isn't as bad as when they were doing those uh those waffle chicken strips yeah, I know what you're talking. No, it's they not. It's not that bad. There's actual good. meat in this. So, but the the problem is the first bite I took, it was just basically breading, and I was like, oh, I had to get through that. But then the rest of it was all just like chunks of like just huge white meat. It was great. Mm-hmm. It was super good. But I'm waiting for Arby's to jump in too because Arby's has chicken sandwiches. But I think Arby's is staying off the sidelines right now or on on the sidelines. The only thing good about Arby's is their fucking marketing. Like their food sucks. Their food's garbage. Their food is their food is not great. Their food is it's I mean, if you think about it, they're the only place you can get a roast beef sandwich because I I don't know if they they hadn't not patented it, but who sits there and says just randomly, I'm really feeling like getting a roast beef sandwich, but goes to fast food for it. You either make it yourself, you go to a store and get the ingredients, or you go to a deli. True, but I have I know for a fact I've said, Oh shit. Two for six beef and cheddars. So that's just driving by, and I'm like, yeah, I'll go get one of those. Yeah, but were you high? I wasn't. Not this time. Don't believe you. <laughs> because when you're high, you don't go to Arby's. You go somewhere cheap where you can get a large quantity of food for a small amount of money. Isn't Arby's cheap? Nah, Two I mean, six ain't bad. I'm talking like, well, that's the thing. We're coming to a day and age, too, where the dollar menus are kind of almost non-existent. There's no such like thing the, as a dollar menu anymore. Like, there are dollar menu items, but they're garbage. Mm-hmm. It's like the shredded quesadilla from Taco Bell. It's a puny-ass little bitty quesadilla with a little bit of shredded meat or shredded chicken in it. And it's a dollar. And people are like, oh, it's a dollar. I'm like, you ain't getting shit in that. Splurge and get the crunch wrap. <laughs> I remember when the dollar menu at McDonald's was in intervals of a dollar. Because now they have, everything. Like, the one dollar, the two dollar, the three dollar, and the one dollar is like two items. Fuck mm-hmm. that. Oh, they or they would have the two for four, or two for five. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all like two for something now. Yeah, Burger King has a two for five and all that. But no, back in the day, you had a plethora to pick from. 
You had hot and spicy. You had big and tasty. You had McDoubles. I remember when the double cheeseburger was a dollar. And the only difference between a double cheeseburger and a McDouble is one piece of cheese. Yeah. That is the only difference. I've also grew up super cheap where I would go <laughs> I would go to McDonald's, get big and tasties, and my buddy, because I was young at the time, he would be ordering, he's like, You want cheese? I was like, No, nah, we got cheese now. No, nah, we got cheese. In the house. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Are you serious? I was like, I ain't paying an extra 50 cents. We got a perfectly good sliced cheese at the house. I'll put it in the microwave and it'll melt. <laughs> Shit. I'm pretty sure I brought it up before. I don't remember if it was this podcast or another, but I would go to my local uh, Taco Bell and Pizza Hut because they're combined. And I would mm. sweep the floor of the Taco Bell as a young 11 year old just to get a personal pan pizza because I'm a, that much of a fucking fat ass. We didn't have those down here. We had the KFC Taco Bells. That's what we had. And very rarely, very rarely will you see the A&W Long John Silver. But that's Yo, if you're going farther up north. I love north. A&W. The problem is you can't get the fries from A&W without them tasting like fish if they're connected to a Long, uh, uh, long John Silver. Because they just true. fry all the same shit together. Isn't A&W like a no-shit restaurant? Like, I've seen the fast food version in like with the Long John Silver. But I could have sworn I've seen like a no shit restaurant, like motherfuckers taking your order and shit. No, I've never seen just an A&W by itself. But the for, the closest one we have is like an hour and a half north of us anyway. So And it's in St. Louis. That's our fat ass cast right there. <laughs> yep. Thanks for joining, guys. Uh, Let's see. Is it my turn to go first this week or is it your no, turn? No, it's my turn. All right. I'll let you go. Fucking this week has been the week from hell. And it's not that, that things went wrong. It's just that I've been super fucking busy. Yeah. Not to cut you off. I wanted to, to make this. We had said last week that we had a small announcement we were going to make. We can make that announcement now. I'm going to make that announcement now because that's where I've been spending all my goddamn time <laughs> on. Holy fucking shit. So, yeah, yeah. Posted it in the Discord and, you know, it's out on Twitter. But we now accepted positions at Megavisions. So we're now Megavisions people. And it's been a good time. It's been a busy time, but it's been a good time. Now, to talk about my bullshit, like, I was supposed to do an article on a game, or not an article, but, like, a review on a game. I get started on that review. I beat the game, like, five times, and they're just <laughs> like, oh, sorry, dude, we already had this assigned to somebody else. But here's a brand new game. It's due on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> In your defense, it was a better game. Oh, that game is great. Yeah. That game is But that other game good. was garbage. <laughs> The, I, I'm, I'm, I'll, I think I'm okay to say what you the wrote game like was. three fucking, fucking articles. I mean, yeah, two of them weren't really all that bad. So to to really get into it, um, I was supposed to review like Captain America and the Avengers, the arcade edition from like 1992. Um, no, I've already talked about <laughs> how bad that game is. I'm not going to get into it again. Uh, this time I played the Punisher. That game is so good. The Punisher for the arcade is outstanding. I mean, you you could see what it says in the magazine when issue nine comes out, but uh, here's a hint. It's good. It's really good. Yeah. I'm really wondering. I, I need to go back and look at the older issues if they have reviewed the Alien versus Predator arcade game yet, because if they have not, I will 100% jump on that. <laughs> you definitely should. Because that game is phenomenal. I love that game. It's so good. I've played it before. It's 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 all right. And as as I've said in this review, I've I'm not that big on 
beat em ups on brawlers. Uh, I, I'm really like a late bloomer when it comes to shit like that. But the thing is, is that a there's so much you can do. There's so many different attacks and techniques that you can do. Like it, it feels almost like a kind of a basic fighting game, but yeah, because it looks so good, mm-hmm. the sprites are beautiful on that. Gorgeous. Because it looks so good, it makes all the difference. And compared to the other games that came out, the other beat-em-ups that came out during its time, it, it doesn't hold a candle. None of them hold a candle. Right. In addition to that, it's not so much that the articles I've been writing for Mega Visions is like difficult. It's learning WordPress and getting into WordPress in the first place. Because <laughs> on Thursday, I was trying to really focus in on writing the review, mm-hmm. and it would not let me into the fucking website. Because it was just like, hey, we got news. We have news about um, the towel playing uh, games coming mm-hmm. out. So Retrobit Gaming, they're the guys that make like the old school controllers. Like They did the Sega Genesis and the Sega Saturn. Mm-hmm. They recently came out with uh, custom USB controllers. They have like the six button controllers for the Sega Genesis Mini. They announced that they're coming out with four of the Tau Plan games. Uh, Fire Shark, Hellfire, Truxton, and Zero Wing. Now the first two, like probably not a whole lot of people will know unless you're like hardcore Sega fans, but Truxton is a pretty big deal because that's widely regarded as one of the best shoot 'em ups on the Sega Genesis. And then Zero Wing because the translation to that game is so fucking bad. <laughs> that's where the meme "All your base are belong to." Oh, us. really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then they also announced that they're coming out with uh, an actual hard copy of Mega Man: The Wily Wars, which is also pretty cool. I bet some collectors aren't happy about that. Like collectors that are banking on making money off of their old stuff like that. As for the first four games, they're not expensive. Right. Between all the Tal Plan games, they're no more than $25 a piece. And some of them less. Some of them are like in the teens. Right. So they're not like super expensive. And even with uh, Mega Man The Wily Wars, it I don't think it's going to really affect the, uh, the price of that either because the PAL version of Mega Man is maybe forty dollars and don't even quote me on that because I'm not completely sure. Oh, because okay. it's I like it was like a hundred dollar game. No, I don't think so. I'll, I'll I'll even look it up now. Hold on. But yeah, you've been more uh this this kind of bleeds into my week too, but you've been more on the uh oh what's that okay, face? So I take that back. The uh the, the PAL Mega Drive version of that game is eighty bucks. Yeah. I think you you said it was when we were uh when the the Genesis Mini first got uh, announced. You were saying that that was a pretty pricey game. Like it was because we were when we were doing the breakdown, like how much are all these games worth? And you're paying eighty dollars for the system, and you're totally getting your money's worth for it. I was saying that because like there's a lot of really one. There's a lot of really good games, and there's a lot of pricey games on there. I always assumed that Wily Wars would be like a forty fifty dollar game. I didn't know that it was eighty dollars. Right. But even then, I don't think that the price is really going to. F- fluctuate that because it's a PAL game it can't run on US right. or Japanese uh, consoles because the uh, the refresh rate is different and there's always going to be that people too they're like I want the OG one mm-hmm. so they'll pay it a little that's the same with magic cards I don't think it's really going to be that yeah. big of a deal but there's that news and then earlier today we put out the Panzer Dragoon news because the Panzer Dragoon remake gameplay just got leaked. That looks, that looks so good. <laughs> it looks really, really good. And I like the fact that they're doing a one for one. Yeah, like it, it looks sick. And then our buddies, what is it over at uh, the ones that posted the news? 
Panzer Dragoon. Panzer Dragoon World. That's what it is, yeah. That game looks great. I know nothing of the original, but just watching that gameplay as a brand new, because like I said, we've what everyone has come to terms with is I am the Sega noob mm-hmm. in this entire, like I pretty much am the one person in this entire group that knows the least about all these games. I mean, for God's sakes, this, today I streamed Sonic 2 because I had never beaten it before. So You never beat Sonic 2? Never fully beat it as a kid. Did you beat Sonic I, 3 and Knuckles? Nope. I have never beaten any of those. The only Sonic game I have ever beaten was Sonic Adventure Battle 2. And then later down the road, I beat, I played Sonic Adventure Director's Cut on GameCube, and I beat that too. But the OG ones, no, never played, never beat them. I played them, but I never beat them. Okay. So, and I cheesed it real hard today. Yeah, on yeah, Sonic I 2. saw. <laughs> you, know, you were playing on the, uh, I, I forget what it is. It's like this, the Sega Genesis home arcade shit and the only thing that i know about it is that you have a fucking rewind button which is bullshit. so i didn't know that about that rewind button until about 20 minutes before i started streaming and i because i just accidentally hit the trigger on the controller and it did it i was like what the hell it's the second mega drive and genesis class classics on the on steam and i think it's on ps4 as well but yeah you just have a rewind button and a fast forward button so every time i would get hit i'd be like no nope. I felt like I had fucking so had fucking Kira powers from part, JoJo Part Four. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, fucking. Uh, when I when I caught you on the special stage, I'm just like, oh, you're on the seventh emerald, and then I saw you get hit. And I'm like, rip. Guess you ain't getting shit, and you're crossing the <laughs> checkpoint, and I'm laughing <laughs> my ass off, and you just go back in fucking time. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, you said it's. You were like, what is this rewind bullshit? <laughs> I was like, oh, this is Sonic Two in cheese mode. But then I played, we took a break, and then I played uh, Sonic 3. I didn't cheese that one. Garbage. Complete garbage. And then yep. the last thing is, you know, I've been trying to hustle the magazine. I've gotten a few patrons to to jump on since getting recruited. That's really it. I haven't had the, ten, the, the time to really play anything. In fact, I'm hoping that nothing pops up except, like, small news. And, like, <laughs> hey, no, we need this review for next week because... I would like to play something. It's, and it's not even like all Mega Vision's fault. It's it's the fact that work has been super busy and we're going into our closeout. Like we're five days away from like hampering down. No fun time allowed. So Oof. I hate September. It's the worst ever. I would say though, even though it's been a little bit stressful, but it it feels like it's pulling out a lot of our creative stuff from us. Not mm-hmm. our personal jobs. Fuck those things. Yeah, the mega the mega vision stuff is really pulling out like before we had always talked about like, oh, we need to do this video or we need to write this review. And we kind of both of us were just like, oh, something came up or we kind of did like hat. I'll be honest with you. I never wrote anything. I just couldn't get it down on paper. Mm -hmm. You would write like half a script and then it would kind of be like kind of fell to the wayside or something like that. But this now having I guess you could say somebody over us basically to be like, hey, we got this. We want to do a story about this, and we need it by this time. You feel like you don't really want to like fail them or anything yeah, like that either. It's one. You're trying to make a good impression. Two. You're part of a team. You're, well, yeah, you're part of a team, but you're still working independently. What I think it really comes down to, and I'm not saying that this is goes for everybody, for but for me personally, when I am giving a hard deadline where I am not the boss of that deadline, it's like no, I need to focus on that. Mm-hmm. There has been multiple nights where, especially this week, where I sat down and was just like, no, I need to focus on this mm-hmm. one thing. 
and only yep. this one thing. Because if and, you were in charge of that, you'd have been like, oh, let's push the date. <laughs> well, if it was me doing it, then yeah, I would have definitely said, let's just push the date. And I think that it helps that when you have other people who are motivated to get this shit done, that, you know, it helps. But when you're by yourself or when you are in charge of yourself, not necessarily what other people are doing, but when you are mm -hmm. in charge of yourself, you give yourself a lot more leeway. Mm -hmm. And Chris offered to give me more time on the uh, the Punisher story. And I was just like, let's let's work on making deadlines first and then we'll talk about extensions. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it, it also feels too once you see other people writing and you see start seeing their stuff, too, you, it, it, you get a little bit of it. And I'm not saying that it's like a lot of competition, but you kind of see like, hey, they, they did that. Let, let me put something out, too. I want to get my, you know, see what I can put out there and see what I can get down on paper and get my review out there too. be like because like they a lot of times you'd be like, well, such and such met the deadline in a week. Why, why can't I meet the deadline in a week? Yeah. So I think that's kind of what we were missing before, because I can tell you, too, I was talking to Scotty about it. Scotty said too, just listening to the podcast and seeing what we've been doing in the Mega Visions crew this week. He's like, it seems like you guys have gotten a spark back. Yeah. So it feels really, really good because I have not been really on the article stuff as much as you guys have. I have been focusing on I'm part of the more of the stream team. Mm -hmm. I'm streaming. I have basically I haven't like I have put my personal channel on a hiatus. Uh, because I want to give Mega Visions 110%. Right. Uh, I've been focusing on, you know, uh, I guess, I'm sorry, let's first close out. Is that all you have for your week? Let's close your week but, out. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Okay, we'll go into my week. I have also been working a lot with the Mega Visions crew. I mean, I keep saying the Mega Visions crew. Our crew, that's our crew now, too. Mm -hmm. So uh, it has been confirmed, I know for a fact, this week. I have booked my flight. Our, we book, I booked our hotel we will both be attending the Dreamless Dreamcast Marathon on September 7th. It is going to be, we had a meeting about it earlier today uh, to work out the schedule of games. It's going to be really fucking fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm super excited for it. We're getting there early to hang out with Scotty and Brett and all of them. And we're going to hit up an arcade, or not an arcade store, but a, a retro video game store. We're just going to chill. Kind of just like throw all that shit to the side. I'm still going to bring my laptop just in case like news does pop up. And someone needs to write an article or something like that. We can throw that up there real quick. It's going to be really fun. But I've been focusing this week. I played. <laughs> so I started my Megavision streams uh, on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And I played Jet Set Radio. Yeah. How'd you like it? I love everything about that game except for the controls of that game. <laughs> I love the aesthetics of that game. I love the music of that game. I love the concept of that game. But the controls... And I could, I'm playing it on the Steam version. So I have, like, the two-stick. One for mm -hmm. camera, one for... I could not imagine playing this on Dreamcast without a dedicated camera stick. So I, if I remember correctly, the shoulder buttons are the camera for that. I think Scotty said the... There, let me look at my controller real quick. I think it was uh, one of the Y or B buttons did some of it. Did some of the camera. Maybe like it would do an automatic readjust. readjustment to put you like to center the back. Like like you just look look at the back of your character. Right. Um, but anyway, um, th here's here's my my thing with Jet Set. Um, I first off think that the Steam version is shit. Okay. I think that the PlayStation 3 version is shit. Okay. Um, it could be Stockholm Syndrome. 
I think that the Dreamcast <laughs> version is better. The Dreamcast version and Jet Set Radio Future for the Xbox is also like significantly better. Um, that said, yeah. I'm not saying that the controls aren't fucked up for Jet Set because the controls for Sega games for 3D Dreamcast was also not very good. Even looking back at Sonic, the only reason uh, why yeah. I got so good at Sonic Adventure 2 is because that was the only game I would play. I, I logged in over 300 hours in that game over the course of like a year. I love Sonic, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> you didn't have my my fucking childhood. That was the only thing yeah. I was allowed to play. But you're right. Just, just talking about like in comparison, that yeah, was yeah, yeah. like the reasoning why. Yeah. So I played quite a bit of Jet Set when I was younger. I never actually beat it, but it was a lot of trial and error and just like getting your angles right when you jump. Yeah. There was a couple so, clips that showed that I like, didn't get mine sometimes. Yeah, because you would just go jump. We're not saying you, but you would have to like jump and hope that you're hitting the right angle in order to get a grind because you'll go to jump for a grind and you'll just fall and then you'll fall flat on your face. And I wish that game. Time. I wish that game had a dedicated grind button, like Tony Hawk did. Like so, I could know for a fact that if I was getting close to the, I could hit that button and know I was gonna grind. Right. But when you're, it's like because snowboard. I I bring this up every week. Snowboard Kids Two has this too. You can't just like jump onto a rail and grind it you have to angle and get it dead on to where your board is going to line up with that rail and then it will hit it and do a grind and i was just like the whole time i was having a lot of fun in the beginning i was like oh this game's really cool and all that and the game is cool i still like the game but man you got some you got two really good clips of me just like there was one where i just gave up eating shit you ate uh, shit, and you were just like, fuck this. I will not be streaming this next week. Yeah. Fuck this noise. We had the one where I said this is garbage probably at least 25 times during that. I was like, that's garbage. It's such garbage. It was beautiful. It was I great. do. Uh, I might, since I played it on the Steam version, I might, when we do it for, we are going to be doing that for the uh, marathon, I might jump in and maybe do a level just mm -hmm. to see if it feels different to me. Uh, otherwise I'm going to, if I smoked, that would be my smoke break time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Thursday night we played, uh, I think it was me, TJ, Brett, and it was, he just said, uh, he was a guy in the chat. I think he's a, nor a normal person that jumps into this chat. His name's Sam though. Uh, we mm -hmm. played uh, super puzzle fighter, super puzzle fighter, HD remix turbo HD edition. I think I got it. <laughs> Fucking mouthful. Okay. Yes. Uh, we were having, we had a lot of fun with that game overall, just in general. Uh, but we got stomped by, apparently Sam is like some fucking practices this game every day. Like practices matchups and shit too. See, apparently, I love, I love that every single time that we've done a Thursday night throwdown, there was somebody in the mega visions mm -hmm. group. That's like, a subject matter expert like he's yeah. just like oh sonic and sega all-star racing transform yeah i've cleared that shit off and then like that <laughs> that person just wins Rex. first place first yeah. place first place it became really a see second that with sonic who the gets fighters second. yeah yeah, yeah not even who gets second like who gets fifth because there was like four of those motherfuckers that were like <laughs> trouncing ass the yeah. entire time sam also said that he was mad that he missed the sonic fighters because apparently he fucking plays that all the time too oh my god why <laughs> i don't know why? man he said he loves that game and he like i don't know like it 
that game was really fun that night because of the company that was playing it. Mm-hmm. But 1v1 that game, I, I played that game all the way through as Bark before we streamed that, and it was it was bad. It was real yeah, bad. It's not, it's not a fun game. <laughs> so it's something you drink to with like a <laughs> lot of people who don't know what they're doing. Kind of like what happened that night. That's true. That is true. That's what I played for the streams. Uh, like I said, today I played Sonic 2 and a little bit of Sonic 3, so that was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played a little bit of Final Fantasy. I logged on just to do a little bit. I got a little bit farther in the story. Uh, I logged on to Monster Hunter and played a very little bit of that. I think I played like two missions the other night. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, uh, I got back into some beat art. Uh, yeah. I got, I finally I did. saw uh, that shit. Yeah, I finally did your birthday present. It looks uh, sick. I finished, I don't know if I sent you a picture of it. I finished it, the ironing and there were no problems. No, you did not send it to me. Okay, uh, there's no problems with the ironing, so we're cool. good. I've also I'm got your Sega. Frame that shit. I've got your Sega logo too, the the dark one. Nice. Remember when I when I was making the light one and the dark one? Mm-hmm. I made the light one for me, and I've got the dark one for you. I also nice. have another one that I've made. I I kind of took uh, the Mega Visions logo, just the MV logo, and uh, so I'm dumb. This whole time, I have been using like Microsoft Paint. To pull up an image and zoom in to get to see the pixels you can open that shit up in photoshop and actually zoom in and see every individual pixel with no distortion so yeah that's the reason i even made the sonic it's because i was in there and i was messing i was make, i was giving one of the logos that i was working on a transparent background and i was also making emotes that's what it was because we found out that the twitch channel for megavisions is uh, affiliate and we didn't have emotes made yet so I was like, oh, I can do emotes. Emotes are fucking easy as shit. Right. And I went in and I, I was zooming in and I was like, wait a minute. This shit zooms in super far. And I pulled up the the sprite page from, I think it's Sonic Sonic Adventure or Sonic Advance 3. It's Sonic Advance 3. And I pulled it up and I was like, no. And I zoomed all the way in. I was like, all right, yeah, we're doing this. So <laughs> it was like 11 o'clock at night and I started that outline. That outline took like two hours. Just the black outline took like two hours. Because at one point... I messed up two lines and I couldn't figure out where they were. I was at the very end where I was connecting everything yeah, and it was off by two. And I went, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> because instead of me just being like, oh, just throw a couple black beads here and we'll, it'll be all right. No one's going to no one's gonna look up the sprite and do it one for one. Mm-hmm. But not me with my OCD, I was like, no, we can't do that. So the next morning I went through and I, I, I was like, God, where is it? And finally I was like, it was like a fucking treasure hunt. I finally figured out, I zoomed in, like I was zoning in in one place. I was like, oh shit, it's right there. And then I found it, got the outline done and then filling in the outline super fucking easy. But yeah, we got the little bit of, so I, that's, that's what I'm going to do is they're very super easy. This is more for, more for Chris than audio listeners. Uh, we can probably post this up on the Megavisions thing, but I actually, that's not red, by the way. That's uh, pink, like a magenta. I'll take your word for it. But Oh, yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is the Megavisions logo. Uh, uh-huh. I feel like it was a pretty good sprite that I came up with. Uh, I've made three of these so far, but I ran out of some of the colors, so I got to order more colors. I'll be making those for all the staff members that are attending the marathon and then i know tj and a couple other people won't be able to make it so i'll make sure that those get mailed out to them because just 
I think they're fucking cool, and I just want people to have them. So mm-hmm. uh, we have two. I want to. I'll announce here. <laughs> uh, if we get a thousand dollars raised on that fucking stream, and it has to be a thousand dollars, I will get the Mega Visions tat- logo tattooed on me. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Jokes on everybody. I was gonna. Do, I wanted that shit as a tattoo anyway because it just looks awesome. And then, and okay. then what's going to happen is I'm going to get it, and then a week later they're going to fire me. Dude, that's, that's exactly <laughs> what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, I don't know. We'll you see know they the say, tattoo. don't get your girlfriend t- tattooed on your arm, man. Uh, I don't, someone will ask like, like that. What's, they'll be like, what's that mean? I'm like, something else that's not mega vicious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if we get the thousand, like. I don't care, man. Like, if we hit a thousand, that's for children's uh, hospital. So I'll do it. I don't give yeah. a shit. It's a it's a fucking tattoo. I don't care. If, I'll live with we, it. If we get six hundred and sixty six, we'll get fucking Sonic Shuffle. We get Sonic Shuffle and Popeye's chicken sandwiches. <laughs> I hope. Fucking if if they shit. have them, yeah. We're gonna have to get there the de- the minute they open and yeah. hope that they're not sold out from the night before. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, just that was basically, uh, I booked my flight for MAGFest that finally became available. The tickets for MAGFest aren't on sale yet, but the, they're coming out soon. I think this year is, uh, Donkey Kong uh, themed. So they had Star Fox theme last year. This year is going to be Donkey Kong. So that should be fun. Uh, yes, that's that's basically, I hate Donkey Kong. I don't like Donkey Kong. So, okay. First three Donkey Kongs. I'm going to break them down for you. Donkey Kong one is good for what it created. It create it was the first game of its kind that did that on the Super Nintendo, like the Are we talking pre- about the pre-rendered graphics. Yeah, the, like the pre-rendered stuff in the background, like that. I believe yeah. it was one of the first ones, uh, but there are some faults. Boss battles in that game aren't super great. Uh, some of the secrets aren't worth it. Worth getting the secrets, like some secrets you would have to like trial and error, die in certain spots to find like hidden barrels and shit. And it's just it was just like oh you got you found an area where you got extra lives or something like that. Donkey Kong Country 2 is my fucking jam, and I think it's one of the most perfect games made for the Super Nintendo. Like, one of the best platformers ever created. Like, the boss battles are great. The platforming is phenomenal. I just love everything about it. The secrets are awesome. There's a secret ending that if you don't get all of the secret coins in every level, that you don't get the real ending. You have to get the actual ending by getting all the DK coins in every single level. And one of those motherfuckers, even though it never teaches you in the game that any of these coins can be in a bonus stage, there is one level where the DK coin is in a bonus stage. Sorry, that was my personal rant that I just went on. (laughs) And then Donkey Kong Country 3 is garbage. I don't like that. I don't like that game. You think it's shit? I see what they were trying to do. They tried new things. I didn't like it. I do not like I beat the game. I've beaten all three games fully, completely, 100%. Uh, but the third one, I would rank it as 2-1-3. So. Okay. And then I didn't really play, like, 64, I didn't, no, nah, I'm good on, I beat 64. Not 100%, because actually you have to 102% that. But, uh, yeah, I like those games. Anyway, I don't know where I was going with it, but. It, I just uh, said that Donkey Kong was trash, and then you tried to defend it. Yes. I tried to defend it. <laughs> I tried to defend it. It's still a garbage fucking game. That's fine. I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, I got on Game Value now, and I was looking up prices of some Dreamcast games that I was interested in. And uh, that JoJo game's not cheap. 
That JoJo fighting game Isn't is it like, like a, 70 bucks. It is $109 complete, sir. Holy fuck. Apparently it went up for probably since the, I bet you a couple years ago, it wasn't that expensive, but now that JoJo is such a big thing, especially after part three came out. And that's mm-hmm. ba- basically what the main game is. It's all part three characters, but uh, that game's great. That's a really good fighting game, but you have to ban pet shop and Iggy because they're broken as shit. Cause they're so fucking small. Yeah, their hitboxes are super small, and they have amazingly good attacks. So, but other than that, I think that's it. Played a little bit more of, uh, what did I play last Sunday? Did I play Banjo-Kazooie more? I think I just played Banjo-Kazooie, and we got through a lot of it, so that was fun, too. So, but a lot of, oh, update on that channel. Uh, so, we're doing a new segment on Sundays called Lazy. I had called it Lazy Sega Sundays, but... Where Scotty said we could just kind of do it as lazy Sundays, where I'm actually going to bring it up to them later. Like, maybe we can just make that a day where we can just kind of play whatever. Like, it doesn't specifically have to be Sega. Like, maybe we can venture off into some other games. So, maybe I'm hoping I could go back to some of these games that I haven't finished on my personal channel and maybe mm-hmm. finish them out, like restart them and finish them out, like Mario RPG, Mario 64, and stuff like that. But I have only been employed for a week. So I don't want to try pushing that stuff yet first. <laughs> yeah, it's like you you show up and first day of the job, let's change shit. No. Yeah. What what did what did I make my article or my my bio on the Megavisions? It says eight sixteenths the uh, yeah. Scrubverse podcast. <laughs> Some stupid shit. Like that, that shit. I saw yours because it said one half, and I was like, I'm gonna make it super stupid. So eight sixteenths, and I was like, what did I put? Uh, Nintendo fanboy posing as a Sega noob. Yeah. And waited with bated breath for the next installment of F Zero. <laughs> I'll never, never get it. Happen. Sadly, That'll I'll never be. Yeah. Happen. Technically, and you you could say that I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Technically, F Zero is a Sega IP. Is it? So the first one, I thought that it's always been Nintendo. Hold on, because I'm pretty sure that one of them had something to do with Sega. GX, maybe? I thought it was the arcade one. I don't know. I could be I completely wrong, but I could have sworn I saw a fucking Sega logo on one of them. It wouldn't be the first time you were wrong. No, it would not. Or the last. Definitely won't be the last. Fuck. <laughs> I didn't even know. If there was a F-Zero arcade cabinet, I fucking didn't know about it because I love F-Zero. I don't really like F-Zero, Super Nintendo F-Zero that much. I feel like that's kind of a weak game. Because it's fucking trash. I, it's, no, it's, I hate that one. It's really, really one. slow. Uh, but 64, F-Zero-X is where the shit hit the fan mm-hmm. in a good way. And then I even like GX, even though the final level in GX is stupid hard. But Oh, I'm right. <laughs> you F-Zero, F-Zero-AX, so the-, the arcade ar- counterpart to GX, uses a Triforce arcade system board conceived from a business alliance between Nintendo, Namco, and Sega. It was published by Sega and released alongside GX in 2003. I'm right but also you were not 100 thought you were right because the minute you saw it you were like oh, i am right <laughs> so the thing is is that there's a lot of times where i'll put out a hot take and then i will immediately doubt what i say because <laughs> send me the, send me the link i am to that. an indecisive piece of shit you're that guy <laughs> you're like that family member that's just like yeah that 100 happened and like f- 15 minutes later you're like I don't fucking know what I'm talking Shit, about. That fucking happen? Yeah. Is that real? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, the thing is, is that I just, in my nature, create arguments and then try to counter them. Like, I'll just sit there all day and I'll see, like, 
a hot take and I'll just be like, I'm going to try to prove that wrong. Holy shit, that's that, awesome. Yeah. That's fucking sweet. And I just remembered because I played the fucking F-Zero arcade once before and it's actually pretty fucking cool. Like usually Nintendo will come out with a fucking arcade like they do with... um. Yeah, they had the, the Mario, Mario Kart, Kart games. Yeah, that, those are those, fucking those, garbage. Those are garbage. Those are garbage. But bars but the, like barcades love to get them. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. I I want one of these. <laughs> no, the fucking F Zero AX is pretty fucking chill. Um, it's probably pretty fucking expensive too. I've never seen one out in the wild for for sale. Yeah, I haven't either. Uh, but yeah, that's basically my week. Oh, uh, there's one other thing that I wanted to say. Fucking for the last month or so, I have been struggling with my fucking weight. Mm. Like I cannot get under 289 pounds. Just can't. No matter what I do, I got as high as 300 and I cannot get out of 289. I've been working out every single day. I've been doing cardio I've been eating right. I barely eat any fucking garbage. Like, barely. Like, the Chick-fil-A was the only thing that I had that entire week that was, like, shit. And I was going to say, that's not, like, super garbage either. So, I went to go get, like, evaluated my body composition. Because I was just like, where where do I have to start attacking this thing? Right. Because, like, I, I need to lose, like, 80 pounds. At the very least. That's what I thought in my head. I need to lose 80 pounds. That might not happen (laughs) because I am my lean body weight, 190 pounds lean. So you've hit like kind of your wall. It's not so much my wall. They went into like they started evaluating me for the last like two weeks and they were just like, yeah, for every single pound of fat that you lose, you've been putting on a pound and a half of muscle. Holy shit. The reason why. You haven't fucking been losing weight is because you keep on fucking replacing it. And they said that your goal may be to lose 80 pounds. The reality is, is that you're probably not going to hit 210 like you want to. You might end up hitting 230 because you're replacing everything. You're just going to be fucking boof. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like I've already like the thing is, like, I know that I'm heavy, but my clothes have been fitting differently. Like this shirt is huge on me now. They fit My, better. These pants don't fit me. Like, and I've always had to get pants that were too big for me because I can't fit my fat fucking legs in there. <laughs> now it's, I can't fit my fat fucking legs, but it's not so much fat as it is muscle now. You got them baby birthing hips. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I Call have, me boys. <laughs> I have kind of, I haven't fallen off, but ever since the move, I haven't really gotten back on a workout schedule. I mm-hmm. have been, uh, I have, so I, Last time, my lowest was 265. I started off at 315 in January, mm-hmm. and I was down to 265, which 265, I hit that right before we moved, which we moved yeah, in I April. Remember that. We moved in April or May. Uh, mm-hmm. I am at 269 now, so I have gained back four pounds. That's still not bad. It's not. I hit still, I still kind of eat some shitty stuff, but it's the sedimentary lifestyle that it is now. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that changes my wife. Like I've said, my wife works an hour and 20 minutes away and she basically was my, she's my gym buddy. She right. doesn't realize how much she motivates me to go to the gym and vice versa. So like when she gets home, it's almost seven o'clock. She's not going to the gym and I will, to go to the gym. I will not go to the gym after I eat because I don't want to throw up. Like I just can't do it. If I want to go to the gym, it has to be before dinner or it has to be like super early in the morning before I've eaten anything. Because mm-hmm. I have gone, I have eaten and gone to the gym and legitimately when I was, I could not finish my cardio like I wanted to because I was going to throw up. 
So, because when I eat, I eat, I eat, I eat to get full, especially for mm-hmm. dinner, because that's like my main protein calorie intake meal. But uh, she will no longer be working there on September 13th. She's still in the process of looking for a new job here. But I'm hoping that like she'll get off at five. We can meet up at the gym, knock that our, our gym out, you know, our gym time out because we're only at the gym, not even a full hour. Like we get our about 20, 30 minutes of cardio in and then we do our five workouts. So I don't know. I'm going to get back on it in September. My goal was to get to lose 90 pounds from 315. So I think that was going to put me at 230. No, 90 pounds minus 15, 225, somewhere around there. Yeah, because you said you're 315. That'd be 225. Yeah. So I was trying to get down to 225. I think I could still do that within three, four months. It might be a little bit harder because a lot of that beginning stuff was a lot of just like changing the food style. It's a lot of that weight that you lose in the beginning and then it starts to get a lot harder. But I maybe I might not even get down to 225. Maybe I might hit to a point where it's like you where like I start replacing the fat with more weight, with more muscle weight. I'm 100 percent fine with that. If I'm 250, but I'm 250 built like a brick shit house like that's fine. But, uh, yeah, just got to get back into it. Uh, holiday season's coming up, too, so that's going to be very, very difficult. tempting. It's going to be very, 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 very difficult because we go all out for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. So. Fucking this year, we're not planning on doing a huge Thanksgiving, which, thankfully, because last year was fucking stupid. I had, like, 25 people at my goddamn house. <laughs> and then every year we go to Orlando and when my mother-in-law cooks, you know, she cooks everything that I want, mm-hmm. and which is usually, like, fucking terrible for you. So <laughs> we're going in October. I'm going to continue to try to hit the gym hard over there because I've been at the gym two, three hours a day. I'll do, like, an hour of cardio, and then I have, I have a pretty regimented gym session. Like, shoulders are usually the easy days, and then legs I'm fucking killing myself. I'll do legs sets of, like... Four sets of thirty. Legs are the worst like, days ever. Yeah, they're horrible. Because like, you still have to yesterday. walk the rest of the day. <laughs> exactly. And you look like a I new split bro. up my cardio in like two halves. So I'll do a half hour before my workout, and then I do Ooh, a half hour. You after can't do my that workout. on leg day. No, that's fucking terrible. Don't you do look that. like a newborn giraffe trying to walk? <laughs> exactly. You're a baby giraffe just falling over everywhere. Your knees will just fucking. I walk. have. I have legit fallen off of a fucking treadmill after doing legs and trying to do cardio. I just. <laughs> Flew right off the fucking thing and dude, I crashed into another fucking machine. It was you're stupid. a big dude too, so <laughs> I'm pretty fat. Pretty fat. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, we gotta, we gotta get back on that because we're fat fucks. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I right. feel it, man. So we're gonna do news, right? Yeah, just let's do it. Let's do the news. So we'll the first, first. I'll, I'll grab the first one. Uh, the first news article: The PS5 has leaked. Surprise, surprise. Like, what, what was that I've seen? The PS5 is one of the worst kept secrets in gaming right yes. now. It's it's just like how the Switch, uh, the new Switch uh, iterations are, I guess you could. Models. There we go. That's the word mm-hmm. I need. Models are. Like, oh, they're coming out. Like, no shit. We've seen them. So, right. But, the uh, Switch Lite. That's what it was. The Switch Lite and the, the, what do we call it, the hardcore gamer Switch that's supposed to be coming out, too. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, the, the pictures of the PS5 has leaked and it looks like a fucking computer modem it's so first off this is the dev kit 
Mm-hmm. The dev kit could totally look totally different than the final product. Right. So I've gone to at Magfest. They had a video game library where I saw like tons of like old dev kits, and I'm like, that's not what that fucking ended up looking like like at all. So mm-hmm. uh, just to do a little recap, the, Matthew Stott, a developer who's been working in the game industry since 1992, he's worked on worked with ser- get racing series such as such as Onrush, Grid, and F1, and basically he said like, hey, we got these. I believe yeah. he's the one that said, like, we have them in office. Yeah, he's like, it's a dev kit that we have in the office. Sony patent shows PS5 dev kit or maybe the console itself. The problem is Sony wasn't too happy with this because basically they're showing off the dev kit that I don't think you're supposed to show off dev kits without asking Sony first. I'm pretty sure that's under NDA. So Sony is rightfully pissed. But also, if this <laughs> Matthew Stott... If you have them in your, you don't be like, yeah, we got like 50 of these bitches. You want to come look at them? You want to come on over? You don't do that. <laughs> like, they're, if they're going to give you the product to test games out and figure out how shit's going to work, you shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> well, I mean, there have been other developers that have come out and said, yes, we have the PlayStation 5 dev kit. Like, we have it. I'm pretty sure CD Projekt Red said that because they were testing whether or not they were going to go next gen with CD Projekt Red. Right. And I think that that was okay. I mean, even Sony has come out and admitted that uh, I think it's something like 12% of their, um, I guess for lack of a better term, business partners Mm -hmm. currently have next-gen consoles to start developing with. I mean, we knew that it was out there. We just didn't know what it looked like. And I think that's what it really comes down to because if Sony is this upset about the dev kit leaking, then it has to look something like this. Yeah, I mean, with, with the power that it's pushing, it's going to need fucking vents. It's got so tons of vents on the sides. I wouldn't be surprised. This looks like something that like Atari or Magnavox would come out with. I'm not like, going to lie. I like this design. <laughs> wow. Okay. I do. I like fucking. It's super fucking weird. Super fucking obscure. Also, I really think that they're like this might be the model they're going for. So if you look at it, it looks like it's in the shape of a V, which is the Roman numeral like five. The number five. Yeah. So Roman numeral. Uh, I like weird ass fucking systems like this. Like I'm completely fine with this. As long as it could look like and it could look like you and I would still don't want fucking this. take <laughs> review tech USA's joke. I didn't say him. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, that joke. was That joke was really good. And he even laughed really hard at his own joke. <laughs> he's like 45 and he's a dad. That's true. Now, here's here's my my question. Just just by looking at it, there's a few things that I've noticed. And I know that a lot of this is like a computer render of what it's may or supposed to look like. Right. The first thing that bothers me, I don't know how big this thing is going to be. But if you look at the the Let's Go Digital link, that disk drive looks really fucking small. So either that they're going with a smaller drive. One, it could be a smaller drive and they're using smaller disks, which mm-hmm. would be super fucking weird. Because I remember what happened to the GameCube, and I think that it was rather difficult for them to uh, develop for the GameCube. Yeah. Because um, discs, the disk size was one issue. Um, or two, that's not a disk drive at all, and they could be going digital. Because if you look right over into the corner, it says, let's go digital. That's oh, no. true. You want to know why? Because that's the name of the fucking site. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to correct you, but you seem so, like... You seem like this so is, sure of yourself. So. This is this is the thing that I talk about. I will immediately doubt myself. I'm just like, why does it say that? Never yeah. mind. Uh, I don't think we is, can go by this image, really. I think we can go no. by the blueprint images, though. 
blueprint images. Let's look at something that's actually fucking uh, credible. Maybe yeah. maybe that might work out, Chris. I mean, I would look at the Andrew Marmo tweet. I don't know how credible those are, but we do have multiple angles mm-hmm. of what it could look like. Uh, again, you can't really tell size, like how big this is. They didn't like put anything size like for scale next to it. Uh, right. But still, even in this blueprint, like I don't know. That disk drive look does look pretty small. That's what I'm saying. Like, even even though, like, I may have fucked up with the whole let's go digital bullshit. Like, if you look at the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 4's disk drive takes up half the space. Yeah, yeah, that is definitely that is definitely less than half. So this might be a big bitch of a fucking console. Could be. Second thing is, is that if you look on the right side, they've mm-hmm. got these five little lights that are, like, right next to each other. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's going, supposed to signify, like, what controller is plugged in because you remember Possibly. how the ps3 controllers had mm-hmm. the uh the one two the three four. dots yeah. yeah uh also it looks like one two three four is five usb ports <laughs> where are you seeing that are you seeing that on the back end no on the very front those are those the lights you were talking that's about? that's the lights i was talking about <laughs> oh i thought those were usb ports nah so then but again, maybe, I'm going off of the fucking let's go digital fucking bullshit that I looked at. So don't yeah, quote me. Because if we look if we look at the back of it, we look like it looks like we have our power cord. Let's see. We'll go into the actual tweet so we can look at the image a little bit more. Uh, I don't know why it has a fucking play button. Yeah, it has all that stuff like a play, fast forward, rewind. Why the fuck do you need that shit on there? I think I think that they were just like yeah. adding that shit to on the back. It. it looks like you got your AC port. I don't know what this port next to the AC port could be. And then maybe your HDMI ports, maybe a fiber optic port. I don't know. Again, these are just rough drawings. I, I, we got to wait. We got to wait and see the, for the real shit. But like I said, a lot of people probably aren't going to like this design. I like it. But like I said, I like obscure fucking consoles and stuff like that. Because the thing is, if it comes out and it looks like this in 20 years, you will automatically know what the PS5 looks like. Because you're going to be like, it, that's the thing. It's the same thing with like uh, any other system. Like it's the Virtual Boy. You look at the Virtual Boy, you're like, I know that's a Virtual Boy because it looks fucking weird. So here's the thing. I think that we would recognize those consoles because we've been around those consoles for a while. We've, we, or like we know the legends of those consoles. But like PlayStation is the biggest fucking console maker out right, right now. We know what all their consoles look like because they've sold millions of fucking consoles it's not like the magnavox odyssey because <laughs> not everyone knows what that fucking looks like well shit even an atari jaguar not everyone knows what that fucking looks like but everyone knows what an nes looks like everyone knows what a genesis looks like yeah i guess you're right with that one i would make the argument too like but again i would say too because it was so famous and so like sold many so many copies of it but like you could spot a gamecube from a mile away just because the way it looks yeah like i i would i would have to argue that even like a young person nowadays like my brother played the gamecube when he was very very young but i wouldn't say he's probably touched a gamecube in over a decade he could still be like oh look like he could see it from a distance like oh that's a gamecube so Mm -hmm. like you're not you're not like trying to get like get closer that's what is that yeah xbox is that yeah three is that ps is that a wii or something even the wii has like it's like it's drastically different from what the gamecube looks like the regular wii i could see somebody fucking up i could see him fucking up being like is that a wii or a wii u i would say is that a wii or a dvd yeah especially if you saw one of the black uh wii's and if and it was sitting Mm -hmm. on its side it'd be like why you still got that dvd player bro (laughs) so no one's gonna remember what the wii u looks like (laughs) 
You know, I love the fucking Wii. I don't give a shit what anyone fucking says. I miss that I gave my like I I'm gonna pick up another one. Maybe I'll jump on this fucking GameStop bandwagon when they're going out of business and get a get a Wii U. <laughs> don't say that. I like my GameStop. I'm sorry. People. That's not even the next article. Hey, it is, it is the hey. I did a segue and didn't even know I was doing it. <laughs> you got this one, buddy. <laughs> GameStop's ship continues to sink, and then now it's taking Game Informer with it. It's real bad. For the last oh, fucking, I don't know how many goddamn weeks, Game uh, GameStop has been laying off 120 members in leadership and HR, and then they let go like another 50, like the week later. It was it was 50 districts. Yep, they went from 18 regions to three. Was it three? I thought it was five. I could be wrong. Three or five. So it went down. It went down to single digits. Now they're laying off another hundred people um, in a plethora of different divisions, where it be warehouses or uh, management, HR. But what's notable about it is that, the, and I didn't know this, they laid off nine members of the Game Informer staff. Which how many staff members is that? I didn't know that GameStop owned fucking Game Informer. I had no clue. I thought that they just had a deal where. Anytime that you did their rewards membership, you got a copy of Game Informer for a year. I didn't know yeah. that they owned them, but they're only like a team of like 18 or 19. They laid off half of the fucking staff, which is crazy. One of them, one of them which I, I cannot find his name right now, which I'm sorry, I will try and find it. Uh, he was on vacation. Yeah. And he's like, I'm on vacation and just got laid off. Like, and Game Informer's been around since 1993. Two or three. They have been around for years. So, first of all, I hope that these people are able to get another job. It's not their fault that this happened, like with the GameStop stores. I feel like their magazines, they still did a good job with their magazines. They put out the information that they were wanting to do. They made really good articles and stuff like that. I don't know. I haven't really read a Game Informer. And I have not sat down and read a Game Informer in probably years. But, again, this seems like GameStop's just trying to cut ties to keep a sinking ship afloat yeah um i i get a game informer every single month i think i, I get the digital use one. it as fire paper i thought you were gonna say toilet paper. paper well not toilet paper because that really hurts to wipe your ass with that type of paper but you know i i use it to light a fire pit you're better than me i don't even get physical ones anymore i just get the digital so i like i mean i like having physical things it's just i don't value anything that game informer has said in the last 10 years yeah it has been on record my least favorite magazine i mean not to shamelessly plug but i would value one of the megavisions magazines strictly because of the art and just the structure of that magazine like even before i worked for the company i was like this magazine is fucking beautiful mm -hmm. like the page layouts are great and all that stuff and the information is very informative and all that stuff. I would hold one of those at high, much higher value than one copy of you know, Game Informer. I mean, of course, I'm going to say something nice about the people that I work for. But um, that, and, and that's what I'm trying to say. I get what even you're before, saying. I get what even you're before saying. we worked for Megavisions, we, we were like, these guys are fucking awesome. We, we used to promote it a lot. I get so, what you're saying. Yeah. They got free promotion. Saying. I don't know why they hired us. Uh, uh, but no, it sucks uh, to quote the representative from GameStop as part of our 
as part of the previously announced GameStop reboot in, reboot initiative to transform our business for the future and improve our financial performance, we can confirm workforce reduction was implemented, impacting more than 120 corporate staff positions, representing approximately 14% of our total associate base at our company headquarters, as well as some other offices. While these changes are difficult, they were necessary to reduce costs and better align the organization with our efforts to optimize the business to meet our future objectives and success factors. We recognize that this is a difficult day for the company and particularly for those associated by the impact. We appreciate their dedication and service to GameStop and are committed to supporting them during this time of transition. Uh, it, the, the thing is, it's like, I forgot where I was going with my train of thought. I'll remember while we're going over the, the okay. Sony Insomniac acquisition. Yeah, I want you, have you talked to your games, local GameStop about this at all? You know, I talked to the manager. He refuses to talk about it, and yeah, rightly I so. Wonder, I, I, think I wonder that, if he just can't. I think I think that he probably shouldn't, which yeah. would be in their best interest because nobody wants to say, "Hey, some random fuckhead on the internet said that you know your store is failing." We wouldn't say his store specifically. <laughs> they got a lot of fucking pop figures. That ain't selling. Dave, Dave, the, that ain't selling. They got a fucking wall. It's almost like Pops were a fucking fad. <laughs> Have you the, seen the Pop Sonic? So the Pop Sonic the is new terrifying. One? The one where he has big old black pupils in his eye, in his white eyes. Okay, like yeah, he's yeah, the new chaos. One. That one's yeah, terrifying. One. Yeah, it's ugly as shit. I have the original Sonic Pop. I don't. Figure. I think that one's okay, right? I mean, it's it's just a Sonic, like, he's all blue. There's not a whole lot of, like, detail or any other secondary colors. But mm -hmm. his eyes are white. And they're, mm -hmm. like, not connected to each other. They're just white eyes. Because that's how the original pop figure looked. And mm -hmm. then they started getting all, like, detailed and shit. You know the best ones are the ones that have, like, masks that don't have those big, doofy black eyeballs? Like, I have a Proto Man one mm -hmm. that doesn't have that. It's just his mask. It looks great. That's cool. I have one of the OG Funko Pops. Did you know? Did you remember that the original Funko Pops were bobbleheads? No, because I a didn't lot. buy into the whole. I got into it super early because I got a Boba Fett one, and it sat on my car dash because it get, they used to come with bases that used to that it was a little base that would say what they were from. So it's like Star Wars, and you it know, would sit I'm, right on. I'm top I'm not of it. really surprised that you would pick Boba Fett out of any. Star Wars character out there. Back then, though, there wasn't a lot. There was not a lot to pick from. True, but you still picked up a Star Wars one out of any of them. That's and you true. historically I, don't like Star Wars. Yeah, I... Do I still have that pop one? I have it somewhere. I think I do. Maybe I don't. But, yeah. They have gone... It's just, like, it's just everything. And I start, I've just started hating Funko Pops. And my wife has... I mean, we've met Nathan Fillion and got him to sign the Firefly one. We've mm -hmm. met uh, Alan Tudyk. He signed the Wash one. My wife has met uh, Haley Atwell, who plays uh, Captain America's love interest from the 50s. Or from the... the what? I know Agent, who you're talking about. Agent Smith. No, yeah. Agent Mary Carter. That's what it is. Mary okay. Carter. We met her. She was super fucking cool. Uh... But yeah, I just, I'm not into the pops anymore. I'm just not. And it looks like nobody else is either. <laughs> I mean, So I've got a friend of mine from high school and every now and then she'll take a video of her house 
and she's got this fucking room wall to motherfucking wall in the boxes Funko Pops in the boxes and I'm like holy fucking shit what are you doing with those because they're at least 10 bucks a pop and not even considering the at special least some of ones. the big ones are like 30 fucking dollars I got the one of uh, Alduin I think that's how you pronounce his name from uh, Skyrim the, the yeah. black dragon yeah uh, that was $35 and my dumbass paid for that. So there are a couple that I, Oh, I'm looking at two right now. I forgot. Mm-hmm. I have the Roadhog one that I got mm-hmm. the voice actor to sign. And I have the Junkrat one that I got the voice actor to sign, which I love it because Junkrat was my main, one of my mains. And I got him to write Hooli Dooley on it <laughs> because that's what he says in it. But the thing is, too, a lot of those bigger ones, they look all right. Like the Reinhardt one doesn't have the goofy eyes. And there's not a lot of good Reinhardt like figures out there. So mm-hmm. I would I would invest in getting that one. Or even the uh the dragons from Game of Thrones, like Dragon, Viserion, and all that stuff. Those didn't look bad either. But they again, they were or they were like the diva. They were like $35. And I'm like, Yeah. Man, I don't know about that. <laughs> Now, when I worked at Hastings and got a discount, it was a different story. Right. So, but anyway, sadly, we have said it before that we hope GameStop doesn't go under mainly you, but it looks like it's not going to take much longer, even with the restructuring. I don't know. Unless they become, like, to quote Inside Gaming, unless they become a totally different company altogether. Yeah. Like, they just come out of left field and they're just like, we're going to start selling restaurant equipment now. So, <laughs> you know, there was, I forget where the where the conversation was coming from, but the whole the whole thing i think this is actually like in the comment sections of one of the one of the articles i was pulling shit out of the fact that gamestop especially in their heyday was buying out kb toys and eb games mm-hmm. and all these other uh, like um game crazy and funko all these land. other funko land all these other uh video game retail stores and they became like the de facto video game shop there's no competition there's nothing that you can really learn from you're all by yourself Mm -hmm. and then when something comes out from left field like for them it was left field and i'm saying that it's amazon with their hey you want to pre-order this and have it shipped to your fucking house even sometimes when you pre-order remember when game uh, amazon would you would pre-order and get the pre-order price which would be like a 60 dollars game was 47.99 yeah if you had amazon prime yep Yep, Best Buy picked and, that shit and, up, too. And the thing is, is that, you know, when you go to a GameStop, you're stuck with whatever that GameStop has. Like, if you're just trying to buy shit on a whim. You go on Amazon, you can't not find something. You it's find, really like, an hard. obscure game. Sometimes it might be expensive, but you'll or still find it. might not have prime shipping. It. Yeah. Like, it's uh, something, too, where they just, I think they just scoffed at uh, the world eventually going digital, and they mm. just didn't jump on it. And also the whole buying out the AT&T phones thing didn't work right either. That put them in debt real bad because they weren't in debt before that. (laughs) Anyway, let's move on to the next one. Fuck them. Fuck (laughs) them. Sony acquires Spider-Man and Ratchet and Clank developers Insomniac Games. Uh, Sony has announced that it will be acquiring Insomniac Games, the game development studio behind the Ratchet and Clank series and the most recently Marvel Spider-Man for PlayStation 4. The news isn't totally surprising. Insomniac has long had a relationship with Sony, developing PlayStation-exclusive titles like Spiral Dragon, uh, Resistance, and the aforementioned Ratchet & Clank and Spider-Man. Also, Sunset Overdrive... Well, so I'll get into Sunset Overdrive here in a second. But let's... This is 
this is okay. Like, Insomniac Games is a good company. Like, they're putting out bangers. All I was going to say is that after writing or sending out the docket, I th- it rang into my head. Sony finally put a fucking ring on it, and they now own most of what they previously owned, and the only moral obligation they have is to release Sunset Overdrive on the PlayStation 4. Yeah. Because that's the only game they don't fucking have. Yeah, from Insomniac. I mean, and that game is fucking good. Sunset Overdrive was the reason why I bought an Xbox One. It was it was the reason I almost bought an Xbox One. But I have a PC, so it's $20 on Steam. So <laughs> See, but it wasn't out on Steam at the time. Like, that's it, true. It came out like that's two true. or three years later. Because it's it's such an underrated game. Sunset Overdrive is like it's the spiritual. Maybe maybe that's wrong to say, but you can definitely say that there is some elements of Jet Set Radio. I would say that in Dead like, Dead Rising. Yeah, like there's like elements of both those games meshed together to create this ugly fucking beautiful baby. Yeah, it is just a, an ugly ass baby with a lot of charisma. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so, uh, but no, Insomniac Games. I mean, I always considered them to be like second party to Sony because, mm-hmm. with the exception of Sunset, all their games were coming out for Sony. Yeah, were coming out for. They're the Sony company. <laughs> yeah, so it made sense. I mean, even Resistance is an underrated series. So I will die on a hill in saying that Resistance 3 is one of the greatest first-person shooters ever fucking created. It's really good. You've played it? I I I played 1 and 2, but I did I dropped off at 3, but I saw gameplay of it and that thing looks fucking good. Resistance 3 is my favorite in the entire series. It is so fucking good. Does it conclude the story? Yeah, it does. Ooh. Ooh. It does. It's really fucking good because when you play the first one you're like there's no fucking way that we're winning this <laughs> yeah no and then you play the second one and you're like uh we're kind of fucked and then the third one is like yeah shit's already gone to hell it's the apocalypse um the last few villages are going to go to shit unless you go to manhattan and do a, hell, a haymaker in, yeah go go to manhattan pump this thing into the Empire State Building and uh, I love you and I will always remember you. That is <laughs> that is pretty much what your wife says to you. Yeah. I love you and I'll always remember you. <laughs> I feel like this also came around the time this was Sony's answer or counter to the Gears of War series. Like this was like their Gears of War. I would say that this is a strong counter. The Resistance series is really good. But at the same time, Sony also had Killzone. And yeah. I've never been a fan of Kill- Killzone though. Really? So I just never picked it Killzone, up. So Killzone 1, eh, it wasn't mm-hmm. that good. But Killzone 1 was for the PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. Killzone 2, really fucking good. That game is like a fucking movie. And really? the ending of that game is like super fucking like high-octane motherfucking bullshit. Because the last fucking stage right before you get to the end is like this giant-ass arena with like your big bad... And you're just trying to go around the entire arena killing that motherfucker while all these other uh, Nazi-esque fucking uh, SS soldiers are trying to kill you. And Killzone. That's what really, that's what really uh, Killzone reminds me of. It's like World War II, but it's like space World War II. Oh, okay. And 2 was on PS3? P- 2 was on PS3. 
Uh, three was also on PS3. Three is three is an okay game. Um, was there a lot for to PS4? like? There is Shadowfall. That game sucks. <laughs> so two. I don't one. like Shadowfall. Two is the best one, followed by three, and then you know, the first kill zone, and then Shadowfall can fight over the ball crack. Like I don't care. <laughs> the eight ball. <laughs> the eight ball. Yeah. Uh. So there. They, I feel like in this too. Now that they quote unquote from what you said, they actually put a ring on it. Uh. Let's hope that. Sony lets Insomniac keep doing what they do good, like best and not try to like, I guess you could say micromanage the hell out of them and just, or let's also hope that they're just not like, Oh, that's a cool new game that you created. Where's the next Spider-Man? I, I've never had that feeling from Sony. I mean, if you've looked at Sony for the entirety of what the PS4 mm-hmm. was, I mean, they've let Naughty Dog do whatever the fuck they wanted. That's true. Yeah. I mean, there's there they have a lot of other first party that it was just like, hey, go do your thing, Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn, go do your thing, God of War, go do your thing. Yeah, you're so good at what I you never, do. We're I never not got to mess with it. Exactly. So I I I don't think that that's something that Sony would be doing unless they were under like new management and they were hurting, but they're yeah. definitely not hurting right now. So this is a good move. Um, I think it's a smart move too. It is a smart move. The only two things that I want to see is Sunset Overdrive on PS4 mm-hmm. and that they delete every copy of the Ratchet and Clank reboot from existence, start from scratch, and do it fucking right. Did you watch because the movie? I did not watch the movie because after I played the game, I was so depressed that <laughs> my Ratchet and Clank was fucking trash Oof. that I did not go see it. I never really picked up the Ratchet and Clank series, but it always looked fun. Uh, Ratchet and Clank is amazing because there's lots Ratchet of those games like a lot of people a lot of people growing up was all about Jack and Daxter mm-hmm. and I'm like nah bitch Ratchet and, Clank. Ratchet and Clank wasn't Jack and Daxter super funny in the first two and then it got super fucking serious in three so I never finished any of the Jack and Daxters I know that the first one was really comedic the second one I played a little bit of the second one it, it had a little bit of attitude it was it was kind of funny. It was kind of mm-hmm. cheeky, uh, and then I heard the third one was like super fucking. Because I think that's when it was like Jack had like long hair, and the whole thing is Daxter yeah. is like witty and like kind of an asshole, so yeah. he's funny. But like it was just like pure seriousness with three, and I was like, I don't know if you could do that, but okay. <laughs> but Ratchet and Clank is just like we don't give a shit. We're gonna yeah. come up with the dumbest fucking plot lines and just <laughs> throw it at a wall see what happens yeah. like going commando yeah you know, i love i love up your arsenal i love up your i love arsenal the names because i love dr nefarious dr nefarious is one of the greatest villains fucking ever but up going commando had the final boss you think it's like uh captain quark but it's actually like the little fuzzy things that you've been trying to protect the entire time. And it becomes this <laughs> big, giant, evil. Fu- it's so su- fucking stupid. It's so dumb. That's great. That's great. It's we an amazing. We need if more you games haven't like played that. Ratchet and Clank, like turn this off and go play Ratchet and Clank. It's so good. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's good, though. Like, this is actually some good news. We get some good news every once in a while. Every once in a while. We're not depressing. Yeah. Back to the bullshit. The next one's. Yeah, the next one's kind of depressing for the people that were working there. So. This one's on you. Uh, Loot Crate files for bankruptcy and lays off over 50 people. 
The fad is over, ladies and gentlemen. Loot Crate has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, but has promised to fulfill its remaining orders for subscribers that have paid for it. Uh, according to Screen Rant, Loot Crate still has over 250,000 subscribers and are financially backed by Robert Downey Jr.'s venture capital firm, Downey Ventures. Oh, I didn't know that. I heard something about that like a while ago because I knew that Loot Crate was going down the tube. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, Robert Downey Jr. has a fucking venture capital fund? I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Um but anyway, uh, Loot Crate also revealed that they are $30 million in debt with an additional $20 million unfulfilled in paid customer orders that haven't been shipped. Oof. So here's here's a weird thing, right? This, this, this is what's weird to me. Uh, they are selling themselves to a company called Loot Crate Acquisition LLC, and they're using the money from Money Chest LLC to fulfill the remaining orders. And I thought that was weird because how are you going to sell yourself? How are you going to sell your company to essentially what looks like a yourself? Unless this is something, I don't know, man, that's weird. And I start looking into it and they, they have been pulling investors from all over and they've called the organization loot crate acquisitions. And they're taking all the money that they get from investors and paying off, the customer's orders. Okay. How does that work, though? If you're taking the investor's money, who usually investors want to invest money to make more money, and right? you're paying off what you owed to the people that have already bought shit, where does the money come back in for the investors? That's what I don't understand. <laughs> so, like, the unless the investors are just like, here you go, you can have this money, which no investor yeah. has ever said. <laughs> yeah. That makes zero that's called that's not an investor that's called a charity. <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense to me. There has to be some Wolf of Wall Street bullshit going on in the background, and those motherfuckers aren't getting severance pay either. Oh, no severance pay for everyone, and life sucks. <laughs> yep, <laughs> fucking bullshit. Yeah, that's all we got on that. That, that this is a thing where I kind of I I used to do loot crate back in the day when it first came out because I thought it was really cool. Uh, but I've done loot crate a few times. Uh, I've done the anime loot crate a couple times where I've gotten some cool anime figures. But again, that's kind of a fad too. Like uh, after the first, probably like six or seven boxes, I was like, mm -hmm. "There's a lot more in this that I just don't want." I would rather like, yeah, it's a value. I got all this for a value, but it's stuff I don't want. So I eventually canceled my box. So right, and I think that's what started opening up a lot of people's eyes to it. So. What bothered me is I did loot crate and I did the gaming loot crate. Yeah. I've done I've done two types of loot crates that I, I wanted to do. There's one indie one that I wanted to do that was actually from the UK. They would send you like a few retro game retro games uh a month and you'd pay like a fat a flat fee. So I would pay like thirty or forty dollars and they would give me thirty dollars or forty dollars plus mm -hmm in retro games not, not like anything like super rare but like they make it worth your while decent games um but those sales never went through and i'm just like what the fuck hmm. and then i tried doing the loot crate for you know gaming and also the hentai one because they were running a hentai one before or an etchy one and those orders never went through and i'm just like why am i always striking out they couldn't fit the titties in the box <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't fit the titties in the box. That's what it is. But also, what's in the box? They were, just, <laughs> they were just going out of business. They they couldn't handle their fucking business. No. So 
bad business management. Who who knew that you know a business where you give more product than what it's worth would be? Yeah, seems like you're losing money on that deal. Yeah, just like these investors. <laughs> crazy. Anyway. Yep. All right. The next one. So the developer of a game. Now help me out on this one. So the mm-hmm. developer of a game called Dark, correct? It's just D A R. That is correct. D A R Q. He's been working on his game for roughly what about three and a half years. I worked on yep. it for over three and a half years. It's, here's a quote from him. Uh, he's an indie developer. For uh, Just launched my first title called Dark. I worked on it for three and a half years, mostly solo, with occasional help of a few talented contractors. It was in top 50 uh, most wishlist games on Steam before it launched. Now, this gentleman, which is his name ever released? We'll just say that it's Unfold Games. We'll just, yeah, Unfold Games. Epic Store approached him and said, hey, we want your game. We want your game to be an exclusive on the Epic Game Store, which if anybody has listened to any of these podcasts in the last month and a half, that's Epic is just all about flashing that wad of cash. Uh, yep. The developer uh, actually turned them down. He said, uh, no, because I I believe like recently on July 27th, he uploaded a new trailer announcing Steam launch date. Basically, he said if he would have taken that deal He's in this for the long term, so he wants his company, you know, to have good relations with people and all that stuff. But if he doesn't want to risk his credibility. Yeah. If he were to do this and say, hey, this is now going to be on Epic Game Store after just recently, like not even not even a month ago, saying that it was going to be on Steam, that that would tarnish his reputation for his game company. Yep. To quote him in a Reddit post, Epic reached out to me right after I released a trailer announcing a Steam release date. At that point, Dark was in the top 50 most wish-listed games on Steam. I felt going into an exclusivity deal would show that my word means nothing, as I had just promised the game that would launch on Steam. The Dark page was on Steam since November 2018, and a lot of people patiently waited to keep that item on their wish list. So, I thought it was a bad idea to disappoint all those people and prove the world that my announcements mean nothing. Epic made it clear that they reached out to me with an exclusivity deal. I politely turned them down before we had a chance to discuss any details like money offered, etc., etc. I asked them if they'd be willing to sell Dark non-exclusively. And they explained to me that at this point in time, it's not something that they can do. It was a polite and professional exchange. I have nothing bad to say. It just wasn't the right fit for Dark. Yeah, it seems civil on both on seems civil on his side. Uh, what sucks is he even he he's like this money would have helped, but yep. he didn't want to make an ex- exclusivity deal. Uh, later, I believe uh, so. Tim Sweeney, which is one of the heads of Epic, he, he is the head of Epic. head of Epic. He said, "Congrats to Gog because I believe uh, the creator of Dark also or the developer of Dark had created a deal with uh, Gre- uh, Green not Gog Greenback Gaming. That's not what that is. Gog." What's Gog? Uh, good old gaming. Good old gaming. That's what it is. I'm sorry. Uh, he had done a deal with them where he was going to, like I believe, sell Dark on there as well. A certain percentage of the game sales were going to be from there. Uh, a tweet came out from Tim Sweeney. He said, congrats to GOG. More proof that the multi-store future is here now. And rather than fragmenting the PC gaming community, GOG's Galaxy effort are working to bring it together and unite it with the console communities. That's kind of, from what we just heard about this deal, that's kind of a shitty thing to say. Like, specifically, the more proof that the multi-store future is here now? Well, the issue is is that the way that the strategy Epic is trying to approach is that, you know, you can't... It's 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 more difficult to get AAA games to mm-hmm. go exclusive. 
because AAA titles or AAA developers can just be like, no, we can sell it wherever. Yeah, and we don't need your money. Exactly. Especially with games like CD Projekt Red that has a lot of hype behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, Dark is still relatively unknown except for the people that have been following it on the Kickstarter mm-hmm. or on Twitter or whatever. And they were just like, hey, come over to the EGS. And they are just like, no, thank no, you. No, I'm not. I'm not doing that. No, thank you. And he, he notes in the Medium post that it's right. Oh, it was a right around the time that Ooblets went down. Remember when we were talking about that Ooh, last week? Yeah, boy. <laughs> it's like coincidentally, the day that I rejected their offer, Ooblets announced that they accepted the exclusivity deal from Epic, which caused a shit ton of controversy for them. And I was just like, yeah. And the issue is, is that Tim Sweeney wants to put up the front that he's all for, you know, multiple platforms mm-hmm. selling the same games but when it comes to indies he's not he's not about doing that no. because people will go to triple will get their triple a's wherever they feel like getting them right. from but if they can stifle the market and put people in a corner saying you want to buy this game you want to buy outer wilds so this come this brings into like it brings up the concern that is Epic really pushing towards that or are they just kind of trying to line their own pockets they're a business at the end of the day yeah I am, like, to be honest, yes, it's hypocrisy. Yes. 100%. This is hypocrisy. This is, like, because there's other examples of other indie developers who refuse to go EGS exclusive, and then they turn around and it's like, well, we're just not going to carry your game then. Because it's all about the appearance of, hey, we're trying to help the indie developer. Steam's we're trying to not. Get them to, Steam's not helping you. We're helping them. Yeah it's a little dirty no it is dirty but at the same time it's their business that's this is the only way that they're going to be able to fight against steam yeah okay exclusivities are the only way that they're going to be able to do it because steam has the platform steam has the superior storefront steam has all the additional amenities you know and it's not to say we talk about all the time steam used to suck steam still kind of steam sucks even more than better and it's but it's way better than what you're seeing in in EGS or even GOG. Steam's launcher works. Uh, I, I, sometimes. It works better than the EGS one. <laughs> I still can't get out of big picture mode. <laughs> I never, man, I never, you, that's some settings or something because I never go into big picture mode. Yeah, but it, the fact that I just can't get out of it in the first place <laughs> bothers me. Uh, we have a slew of other, like not slew, that might be the wrong term, but we've got plenty of other tweets that you can check out too on Twitter just saying like, hey, like, Y'all are preaching for multi-platforms, but then situations like this, this is just really shitty. So, Yeah, like one of these guys, Mark Kern, was saying, okay, so the devs at Dark were approached by Epic for an exclusivity deal, and they turned it down. But then Epic refused to put them on the store. If that's true, that's not right. Tim Sweeney turns around and says, hi, Mark, we're still in the early hand-curated days of the Epic Games Store, where we can only accommodate a small number of releases. Please see the what? <laughs> that is bullshit. You can you can accommodate any fucking one that you want because you bought it and it's exclusive to EGS. There's, there's just a slew right afterwards. Like you get another one of Tim saying we prioritize a small number of games that bring unique value in some way, such as exclusive games, major releases and key indie titles. Right now, we can only accommodate about 10 percent of the games that developers would like to release on the store. And each criteria adds weight. Nah. No, nah. it's it's as I said before, they're trying to paint picture paint picture. They're trying to push people into a corner. Yeah, they're trying to paint. You're right. They're trying to paint the picture that they're the good guy. 
where in some situations they can be the good guy, but this is not one of those situations, I don't think. This is a scumfuck move, and everyone knows Scumfuckery it. at its finest. Uh, more shit news. Dragon Age 4 lead producer departs Bioware soon after Anthem's lead. Boom. This is like the 12th person. This is like, in the same week, this is like number two of a big, like, I mean, what do we have? We have I, Anthem. I gotta look this up. Hold on. How many people <laughs> have left... Bioware. It just says 40. There was a video <laughs> that I saw dating all the way back to Dragon Age 3. Oh, wow, really? Where, yeah, where, every, like, Katie Hudson left. But anyway, longtime developer and project lead of Dragon Age 4, Fernando Mello, has left Bioware after 12 years. Right? At, like, last week, we talked about Ben Irving leaving. Mm-hmm. Then we said on the last podcast, we're like, we'll see what happens with Dragon Age 4. This isn't a good start. <laughs> you don't just leave after 12 years for no reason. There's obviously an issue that's going on. People are jumping ship because they knew it's going. they know it's going to fucking sink. Yep. Like it's play indie games. I wish I could find a list. I wish I wish I wrote down all those names that I had read originally. You're gonna have to go back and listen to all our podcasts. <laughs> it's fucking dumb. Like there's there's at least ten people. Mm-hmm. Writers from Mass Effect Andromeda, Katie Hudson leaving after Mass Effect Andromeda. There's at least one person that left after Dragon Age Three. There's like three people that have jumped ship after Anthem, both in the development scene and post. Mm-hmm. Like it's stupid and now with dragon age 4 ramping up the 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 project lead is just like nah bitch i'm out when the captain's jumping ship that's not good no that's when the workers need to jump ship well that's about it on that one <laughs> that's uh we that's all the information we have so far we'll we'll cover this more i mean we're gonna hopefully dragon age 4 isn't the new anthem like surprisingly we don't have any anthem news this week unless it just didn't make the docket but i don't know no, there there wasn't really anything special. The last thing that really came out from it was they released the Cataclysm. The Cataclysm was okay, but it wasn't as good as what they were hoping for. Uh, the next one, I believe, I, uh, this one's going to be more my forte. Uh, this was a big deal. Big, big deal. Next to the Popeye's Chicken Sandwich this week. Uh, sadly, this and the Popeye's Chicken Sandwich was just in the news, and the Amazon's just fucking burning this whole time, and no one's just like, fuck it, chicken and Spider-Man! <laughs> Uh, so Disney and the Sony standoff ends Marvel Studios and Kevin Fakes, Feeks, whatever Feeks, uh, involvement in Spider-Man. Fage, yeah, Fage. Uh, long story short, I am not going to get into all the details of this because there is so much fucking information. Uh, but the highlights are Disney and Sony were not able to meet, a, a, you know, come to an agreement, and I don't. Uh, Disney will not like Spider-Man's not in the MCU anymore there were rumors that there was a there was a uh deal that was going to come together where they everything was fine everything was going to happen but i think at the end of the day i believe that uh they could not come to deal come to terms and this is more everyone that's what kind of irked me through this whole thing is everyone's like oh sony you're being jackasses you know just come to deal come to terms with disney so that everyone can be happy in the same thing and disney's like or uh, Sony's like, no, you guys don't realize that it's Disney. So Disney, so when they made uh, Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home, uh, I believe the creative minds of Disney had to, like, they had something to do with Sony. Like, all the creative designs and all the creative motives and stuff. 
But that's the only thing Disney did. They didn't front any of the bills for the production. They didn't front any of the bills to pay the actors or anything like that. That all came out of Sony's pocket. And then at the end of the day, Disney still took a small cut out of everything that they made, right. which is kind of shitty. Well, the thing is, and this, this is the way that I'm understanding it, okay? Um, what you what you said was true. Yes, Sony was fronting the bills for a lot of things when it came to the Spider-Man films. Um, but at the same, at the end of the day, it is still MCU. Okay. Regardless, it is still MCU. It is Disney's IP. They should be paid for it. When they tried going to negotiations, Disney was trying to take on a larger co-financing stake. Because yeah, because uh, of and, the and, success and of share Far of the Home. profits, they were trying to go between fifty to fifty-five percent because they were arguing Spider-Man's part of the MCU. Spider-Man, you know, we own Marvel. We should be going fifty-fifty, maybe a little bit more. And Sony is just like fuck no. Yeah, you know you're still not going to front the bill. Home and Homecoming made stupid amounts of money for Sony, and a lot of people are turning around and just like Sony's just being greedy. Meanwhile, Disney has every other character in the Marvel universe every making billions of dollars yes. worldwide, and they're saying like yeah. Sony's the problem. Dude, so Sony made no money off of Spider-Man being in Civil War, Endgame, or Infinity War. They yep. only made money off of Far From Home, which made over a billion. It broke the record. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what got Disney's attention. They're like, hey, wait a minute. That money's ours. But the problem is they wanted this 50-55 cut. Even, and then after that, they, it's not like they were going to be like, okay, we're going to front the bill for the production. We're going to start. No, they just wanted to do exactly what they were doing. But wanted to jump that much. And I believe at one point, I don't know if that was a rumor or not. I don't know for a fact. I believe Sony had countered with 30%. Still pretty good jump from where they were. And yeah. uh, But Disney was like, no, we want 50. I think a lot of it was coming down to they were hoping that the pressure coming from the fans would beat down on Sony. It didn't. <laughs> and Sony just did not give a shit. They were just like, we don't give a fuck about your MCU, dude. Yep. That's you. You need us. We don't need you. Yep. We still have Tom Holland for the next two or three. I don't know two or three movies. Yeah. I believe. He'll be fine. Yeah, I believe we're gonna do that. Uh, that sucks too because I, t- I think Tom Holland does a great job as Spider Man. But uh, yeah, hopefully Sony has learned a lot of these creative. What's the word? Creative just techniques. Let's say that so that maybe they mm-hmm. can make a movie, a good movie, without Marvel's creative uh, creative minds behind it and all that stuff. Hopefully, just make it with Blackjack and Hookers, man. Right? Like, I still wanted to see, like... Oh, that was another one. I believe uh, part of the deal was Venom would be a, uh, purchased by Disney as well. So Disney yep. Venom would become part of the MCU. So, like, what the... Sony's like, what the fuck do we even get anymore? <laughs> yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. They're, they're, I would love they were to giving s- up a lot for what Disney was trying to pull. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I would love to see Tom Holland, Spider-Man versus Tom Hardy, Venom. That would be great. Yeah. And now they can do it under Sony. They can do it under Sony. So I will say some of the greatest stuff to come out of this is the me- are the memes. There are some really good mm-hmm. memes coming out of all this. Uh, yep. But at the end of the day, I'm going to say it. I don't even feel ashamed. Like, this is all just Disney being fucking greedy. Just 100%. Just they are being the conglomerate that they are. I could agree with that. Yeah. Uh, we it's what was it that we found out when we heard about Disney TV or whatever? It's like I for, even the Simpsons when they got bought out. Uh, there's a there's a joke that they did in a commercial. It's like I for one 
Now uh, I, for one, uh, welcome our corporate overlords. Like Homer, Homer <laughs> said that because like there was a there was a Disney exec that handed him a script and he was reading it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So where the question is, where the fuck is Disney gonna stop? They're not gonna stop. Like they're just gonna keep accumulating everything. On one hand, you could say they're welcome to purchase whatever they can fucking buy. You know, they're one of the six biggest corporations in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. The issue is, is that when a corporation gains too much power, who's going to put them into check? At least because I saw the ending uh, of Far From Home and it ends on a hell of a cliffhanger. So I'm really excited to see where that goes. Uh, and we'll get two more movies at least. It's sad because Spider-Man is like my favorite Marvel character. Like he's my favorite superhero. He is super cool. There are some comics where he's like super jovial and happy-go-lucky because that's usually what he is. But then there are some mm-hmm. where there's reasons why you never see Spider-Man get mad because when he gets mad, like villains get scared. <laughs> like it's that whole like uh, you never want to like make a good man angry because like you're just you're they you'll fucking remember it. And all that. Mm-hmm. So there's there's one that I read recently that was just like Spider-Man just knew exactly how to like. You know, I was reading one of the comics and he just knew like he just made a humiliated kingpin in front of like an entire prison. And he was just like, you're not going to kill me. Like he's like, no, I don't have to kill you. I've already killed you in the public eye. He goes, but if you ever come to it for my family again, I'm going to do exactly what I just did and rip your throat out in front of everybody. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, shit. And Spider-Man, the whole time he's not in his suit. He is just Peter Parker. <laughs> and you're like, holy shit. So, but you're also talking to the guy that, like, actually enjoys the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Spider-Man 3 is, one, is a funny fucking movie. And Spider-Man 2 is really, really good. There is one actor in Spider-Man 3 that acts really, really well. I can't remember his name as the actor, but it's the guy that plays Sandman. And he he is about the only one that wanted to be in that movie. And you could tell by his acting. Everybody else is. That's the whole Topher Grace as Venom. That's the whole. Yeah. it. Uh, that's where Spider-Man dances because he's super edgelordy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's real. The only. So like I seen clips of three and I'm like, I don't want to see this. Movie. I watched all of them. And then they parried it in. uh uh, what the fuck is the Enter the Spider-Verse? And I'm like, oh, man, I didn't need to see that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have never seen any of the Amazing Spider-Mans, though. I, with Andrew. You're talking about the cartoon? No, Andrew Garfield. What happened to that? It was just tanked. Like, he was just, like, in one or two movies. There was only two, there was only two Amazing Spider-Man movies. There was the first one where Paul Giamatti is... I think this is the first one. I know Paul Giamatti plays the Rhino. And I know that Jamie Foxx plays Electro. And I feel like there is... Not the chameleon, but the guy that the lizard... I there's like a scientist that turns into a lizard man. I can't remember what his name is. That He's in one of those as well. So I don't know. I just think they didn't do well. And then I think Andrew Garfield was in... He was in that... Uh, Social Network movie, the Facebook movie, and then he's in mm-hmm. that war movie about the guy that the med- the guy that won't shoot a gun. Oh, yes. Something um, with a D. Dunkirk. Not, no, that's not Dunkirk. Is that not, not Dunkirk? This one has Vince uh, Vaughn in it. <laughs> not Heartbreak Ridge. It's, yeah, 
that was a great movie. I saw the ending like, of I, that. I know what movie you're talking about. I saw the ending of that in that a hotel, movie is and it's really, really fantastic. good. Because it's it's um, it's based on a true story. Yeah. Um, the thing that I was always confused about, I could have sworn that he was a corpsman, not a not an army medic, but I could. I'm, I just I'm, know he didn't use a gun. He didn't fire a gun once. I don't think hacksaw ridge, not heartbreak ridge. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I like I caught the ending of it, and I was like, dang, this is actually a pretty good movie. I saw that movie on a flight from Japan. Wow, you probably could have watched movie. it twice. <laughs> the funny thing is, is I, I saw that movie on a flight from Japan, and it's about fucking Japan. the army fighting in Okinawa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, that, that movie is amazing. Yeah. Super good. All right, well... Super. We got the last one. This is a story that we are following up on. Uh, we talked about it a few weeks ago. I want to say that we talked about it in like February or not February in April or some shit like that. Uh, Riot Games are settling their sexual discrimination lawsuit off the heels of a previous episode. Riot Games has settled uh, with a class action lawsuit that, is, that had been brought forward by workers who claim that they were sexually harassed while employed at Riot. No details have been revealed, but the settlement has not been approved by California courts just yet. Uh, some examples of harassment included crotch grabbing, humping, the casual yet unwanted dick pic. The raiding female employees. Yep, that shit happened too. There were cases where female employees were being denied promotions or refused increased compensation or equal pay. All in all... What the fuck? Both sides are declaring victory and no one's going to know the difference because we're not going to know what the details no. of the settlement is. No. We just have to watch what their business practices are moving forward. It, with all the stuff that I read about this, it seems like Riot is just saying the right things, but you don't know if they're actually doing anything. Like, yeah, no one got fired. I mean, I, like, they've gotten sensitivity nope. training. Big fucking whoop. So, I just, that, that, that just amazes me. Like, I was just, I was just taught, that's not even, like, a gender thing. That's just being an asshole. Like, mm -hmm. you don't do that. Like, I get it. You have like it, it's it's same with me up in my friends that we work at this company. We talk like some of the shit that we say should never be repeated. But we also yeah. know that that shit shouldn't be said in front of certain people. We know that like between up our group of like six people, we can take that shit. We know that we're just joking. Right. We're no just know that. Now, if like just randomly we had a new person enter our group, be like, oh yeah, you're like a number five on our list on our group of people that we want to fuck in this group. You're just that person's gonna be like, what? What did I walk? Yeah, in? like you don't do that. Like it's a very, it's not even a very thin line. Like even we shouldn't say the shit that we are saying, but we just say it because we're asshole people. But yeah. this is just like this is just stupid. There are different aspects of the situation that I can draw a parallel to what has been going on in the Marine Corps since 2010, 2011. Mm -hmm. Um, with the push to have females integrated into the infantry or to the crackdown on hazing, the sensitivity training, so to say. Hazing has always been uh, something so fucking stupid to me. But I see it from a frat boy fraternity. I see it from a college standpoint, not military. So I'm going to say something that's probably going to be not very well received, but I don't give a shit. It's my opinion. There you go. I don't really have an issue with, with hazing. I have never been in a position where I felt that the hazing has either a gone too far and I have never been in a position where I have overstepped my boundaries in 
said hazing. Okay. So um, you do have boundaries. Not though. everyone. <laughs> there are boundaries, but it's like common sense boundaries. Mm-hmm. There's a reason as to why we do the things that we do. Right. Um, you know, you can say that in boot camp, you know, we do the whole hazing thing. Um, and the, the reasoning for it is just like, you know, oh, we're going to make you do the same action over and over and over and over again. Doesn't matter if you got it right the first time. We're going to make you do it over and over and over again. And they're going to be screaming at you and there's going to be other people screaming. And what it's supposed to simulate is the chaos of war, the fog of war. Can you think clearly while everything is going to shit all around you? Because that, that's what it's that's what's to gonna happen. Because <laughs> that's what's going to happen. When it comes to like units, the quote unquote hazing is, you know, you're the new private. You're gonna get fucked with. You're gonna get fucked with in hundreds of different ways that you didn't fucking think was was possible. From the way that you wear your uniform to the way that you address people to everything they're going to fucking pick on you you shared something on facebook what was it it was someone it was like some marine person that was just spraying off a driveway in the rain <laughs> yeah this stupid shit like that but the the purpose of that is just they're supposed to break you down just be like just do whatever you fucking want with me and then they build you back up the way that they want you to the mindset that they're trying to get you in is we need everyone thinking on the same page and at the same time, that misery that you're in breeds camaraderie because you all know that you're in the shit. Everyone knows that like this place fucking sucks. But at the end of the day, I can count on the person on my left and the person on my right because we ain't going home without each other. Right. That that whole environment is not the purpose of why they're fucking doing it at places like Riot. No. You know? They're being assholes yeah. because it's a boys club. You don't belong here. That's why they're fucking hazing you. They're trying to see if you can fucking hang. Or not even. They're just being fucking assholes because, you know, you're the new hot chick and, you know, the government says I'm supposed to have some sort of diversity program or Twitter says I'm supposed mm-hmm. to have uh, more inclusive workspaces, but I'm not going to change the way that I talk or I think or I act. I think that I can still get away with this shit. And now people are coming out and saying, no, that's not good to go. No, you know. Yep. But uh, they're going to pay for it, hopefully. Hopefully. I don't know. I mean, we'll probably never know about it, though. Yeah. So, uh, let's hope for everyone that uh, was a victim of this that justice is served. Uh, I also have to be on the other side that it might not happen. That's just how it is yeah. sometimes. Like, that's life sucks. Hopefully, if they decide not to be with these company anymore, they move on to a company where they are treated correctly, like a human, decent fucking human being. That's my philosophy, yep. man. Just treat people like humans. Like, that's the whole, I don't look like the race shit, the gender shit, throw that. Just, just treat people with kindness. Like, just stop it. Stop being an asshole. <laughs> like, that's, that's what it just comes down to. Like, just stop being a fucking asshole. Like, we're assholes, but we're assholes. There's different... <laughs> The, I'm going to treat you like you're stupid if you do something stupid. Which I expect you like to that's, do. That's that's where where I draw a line. There's You you gain respect based on your own merits when it comes to me. Mm-hmm. If you do something stupid, I'm going to make fun of you for it. And I think a lot of people in this day and age, a lot of younger people too, just they don't know how to handle that. I feel like, and this might sound bad, but I feel like a lot of people... Uh, have been getting a lot of participation awards growing up. 
And uh, yeah. I never got a participation award, and I don't think I ever would want one. <laughs> it's like, you're, there's there's got to be winners and losers in the world, man. Like, there's one first place, and then there's, like, second through 16 who are... Second's just first loser. <laughs> That's- I probably have told this story before, but on my son's birthday, we were all... We were all gathered around. We were doing pin the tail on the donkey, and there was a prize. There was like a big old piece of candy that they win if they get it right. And my son failed. <laughs> I've never heard this story. And the, this 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 little girl, yeah. So it's it's my son's third birthday party, and we're doing pin the tail on the donkey, and it's it's, it's a game that all the little stupid little kids are playing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, look, the person who nails it gets this big ass thing of, of candy. It was like the one of those candy necklaces. Yeah. And my son is like all super excited. It's like, it's mine, right? I'm like, no, you got to earn yeah, it. You don't get it because you're my no offspring. <laughs> yeah, you don't get shit because you're mine. Yeah. You live here for free. <laughs> exactly. So they go playing and this little, long story short, this little girl ends up winning. And, and you give it to her. You know, I hand it to her, but I'm looking as, at my son <laughs> as I'm handing it to her. Because I was like, you don't get shit. You lost. I love you, but you She's lost. number one. <laughs> it doesn't change but, how I love you. It's my birthday. I don't care. You lose. You sometimes lost. you gotta work on your birthday. <laughs> yep. It, it was it was some dumb shit. Some other shit went down. On, I'm pretty sure your wife like, didn't like that. They, no, she didn't appreciate that much either. But it taught my son a valuable lesson. It taught my son one: you, if you want something in life, you gotta earn it. And two: if you don't want to earn something, you gotta cheat. And so. <laughs> It's for the remainder of the day, whenever they play that stupid fucking game, my son would pull the fucking wool just a little oh, bit too high. Oh, bastard. And he would, he would look. He, we all knew what he was doing. He, he would look really hard and try to line it up perfectly. Mm. And then he pulled off. I won. <laughs> no, motherfucker. See? So, you cheated. So now he's learning the cheat. But now he has to learn, <laughs> like, the finesse of the cheat. Exactly. It's the same thing. It's I, I think I've told this story, but I remember I'll never fucking forget this assignment that I was assigned in 10th grade. Yes, it was 10th grade. Uh, it was a Julius Caesar quote. It's this whole long mm-hmm. fucking monologue. We had two options. We either could write the entire speech out or recite half of it or a quarter of it to the teacher from memory. Yeah. I said, mm-hmm. fuck that memory shit. I'm going to write that shit down. And I was like, man, I'm not going to remember this. I'm not going to remember all this to write this down. So what I did is, the little fucking fuck that I am, is I took my, I had mechanical pencil. I took the lead and pushed it in. And with that, with that college rule paper, if you, with a, with a pencil, like a mechanical pencil, you can indent. I know. You can indent a fucking thing into the paper. And looking at the paper, it doesn't look like there's anything on it. But if you hit that light just right. You see everything. Now, I got away with this. I'm like, I wrote all this down. No one caught me. Multiple other people did this too. But at the end of it, I was like, can't make 100 on this. It's going to look too conspicuous. So I went back, and because spelling counted. So I went back and misspelled some words, or I erased the word, or something like that. Made like a 94. I'm good with a 94. Every one of those motherfuckers that got 100 had to stay after class. And they got fucking interrogated. And they didn't rat me out because I'd have been like, I know nothing, sir. I, no habla espe- no habla inglés. 
It's the finesse of the cheat. It's the faking it until you make it. I say this. I'll say it till the day I die. Every every person that turns 18 should get a book. If someone writes, we should write this book because we'll make millions off of it called Fake It Until You Make It. It's about who you know. It's about the street smarts you know. All that shit. You can have book knowledge, but if you don't know how to apply it, that shit ain't going nowhere. And that's the news. (laughs) 100%. That's... That's the fucking news. That is the fucking news. Uh, uh, questions. Yes. Uh, I did no research on the previous questions from last week. <laughs> of course you didn't. I said that you would. I've been busy. I, I have two jobs now. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk. I had so many fucking people thought I quit my old job when I updated that shit on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Same here. I thought you worked at such and such place. Is that why oh, you put that Facebook bitch. quote out or the Facebook post out? You're like, look. I have taken an opportunity that doesn't mean, yeah. yeah. It's just like people can't don't understand that you could do multiple things in your life. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Fucking Let's pull these questions up. Uh, Scotty Mo asks, "Why do we eat garbage food?" Because it's good. <laughs> Tastes good. Because we live in America, and in America, we need to make a buck off of everything at the lowest possible cost. So they come up with shitty fucking food options, and then they sell it for super fucking cheap, but at a profit. Ditto. And that's just become the fucking standard. Also, the Popeye's chicken sandwich is so good. <laughs> I'm uh, hyping Fries or tater tots? Tater tots. Fries. Tater tots. Crispy super fucking tater tots. I had really bad... Uh, here's. I didn't think this was going to be the one that started the debate. But uh, <laughs> uh, I fucking hate a soggy fry. If you have a soggy fry, like a soggy steak fry... we I talked about this uh, at Too Many Games when we were at that bar with all the old people. And Bertha, mm-hmm. that wouldn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, soggy fries, man. They're fucking gross. I don't want to... S- I'm looking at you down here. I need to look up. Yeah, you're just like... Down. I think you're looking at my wiener or something like that. I was looking... <laughs> well, I was looking down, but your your face was down here. Uh, fuck it. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I've had a lot of... I, I Don't get me wrong. I like some good-ass crispy fries. Like, fries should be super mm-hmm. crispy. But something about good, crispy-ass tater tots, man. I love tater tots. What I like is like there's certain type of fries. It's not necessarily steak fries, but they're thick fries. They're like thick cut fries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when they're like super fried mm-hmm. and they're like saturated. Or like double fried. In, in the fuck, yeah. Yeah. That shit is crap. Yeah. I love if they, that If shit. you bite into it and they got that fucking just crunch. Now, and I'm not talking like a mm-hmm. burnt crunch. I'm talking like a ching, like a good ass crunch. You know, so I don't, I don't like burnt food. But in this case, the fries, they, they would be kind of burnt. But they again, they would be saturated in the fucking... So, like with me, I, I, have, I have made the transition from... I don't eat a lot of regular potatoes anymore. I am real big on sweet potatoes now. Because they're super Same. fucking good for you. And they taste really good. Yeah. So, sweet, pota- sweet potato fries are my jam now. And with mm-hmm. those, they will... There is a very fine line from where they go from soggy to crispy. And if you don't take them out in time, it it crosses that threshold very quickly. And but those are the ones I'll eat with like the ends will be a little black. But that's the thing with with those the black the ends blacken first, so you kind of know that they're done a little bit. Those are the ones I get from Walmart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've cr- recently gotten some crinkle cut ones from Kroger. Those shits are my jam because they are crisp all the way through, and they're super good. So if I could find some sweet potato tater tots, boy. We'd be in business. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what's our next one? Uh, how many Bronze 5 players does it take to screw in a light bulb coming from zombie? I don't hunter? know what Bronze 5 is. 
He's he's talking about League of Legends. My answer is zero because they can't climb the fucking ladder, and I've heard that joke. Ah, okay. <laughs> well, okay. Here's another. So the way do you, do you know how League of Legends? I know works? that there's ladder climbing. I used to play StarCraft two and all. Yeah. That, or StarCraft one. Yes. Yeah, similar. Okay. Type of shit. All right, that was a troll question. I'm gonna chalk that up too. So. <laughs> yeah. Scotty, Scotty has one specifically for each of us individually. So for Tornado, with your recent foray into Sega. What game or series are you most curious or excited for? Yakuza. I have heard a lot of good things about Yakuza. I'm hoping that it's I'm hoping it wasn't overhyped for me because a lot of the characters are amazing. Like uh what's the main character's name? Uh Kiryu. Kiryu, he just seems like a fucking badass. I've seen pictures of like Majima and that dude's fucking dope. Like he's crazy as shit and I don't know Majima's fucking crazy. Like he's amazing. Like I'm super which by the way this is going to segue into Tuesday's stream is I will be starting Yakuza 0. That's on Steam and PS4? Yep. Is there a difference in between those or should I just Do you have one on your Steam? I don't know if I, I have feel like Steam. Yakuza 0 is where I should right start now. though. Yes, I I would Cuz it's a prequel. Yakuza. So, yes, it's a it's a prequel to the entire series. So I don't have it on Steam. Okay. But let me let me put it like this. Um because I'm also going to say the stuff that, that Scotty asked me with Corey's foray into Sega. Which game series do you are you most excited for him to try? And I've got two. Okay. Um, one is obviously Yakuza. Yeah. And Yakuza 0, mostly. Yakuza 0 is arguably the best game in the series. Is that game... So, I heard there's a lot of... really tough. There's a lot of side stuff that you can do in that game. So, for Kiryu... I, I have spent over 40 hours in this game. Okay. I am less than halfway through. If I'm doing that one night a week, that's going to be a long-ass stream. It is going to be a long-ass But time. I feel like have to play if it. we're doing it one night a week, because I'm also like every night something different. So maybe mm -hmm. I won't get stale on it. I'll be like, oh, sweet. Yeah, it's Tuesday, so it's Yakuza night. There is a shit ton to do in that game. There's... There's a slew of mini games you can play. Pool, There's you karaoke. Play darts, you can play karaoke. You can play uh, certain Sega arcade games. You can do baseball. Uh, you can bet on sexy female wrestling matches. Sold. Um, <laughs> there's just so much to do in Yakuza Zero. And the story is fantastic because I love good crime dramas, and this is a really good crime drama. And what's you know what's you know what's good is I know nothing about the Yakuza, so everything is yeah. new to me. You're not the only one who has told me to play this series. Yakuza is one of my top three favorite Sega IPs of all time. I might go to my local GameStop and to see if they have a used copy. The thing is, Yakuza Zero is arguably the best game in the entire series, and that's not to take away from the other ones, but it's just how much time, effort, and love went into that game. Okay. It is it is literally Sega perfection. Everything that we love about Sega is emulated in this game. Oh, so this is perfect for 100%. me. 100%. If there was ever like a Sega training video or a <laughs> Sega benchmark, Yakuza 0 is it, in my opinion. Okay. There's not many games that can do what Yakuza does. Okay, cool. Yeah, I am definitely going to pick that up. Uh, like I said, I feel like also Scotty said that this is a really good game to play because a lot of people, they've been wanting to stream it. Like they, they feel mm -hmm. like this is a game that needs to be streamed on the Megavisions channel. But I think there just yeah. hasn't been the dedication that they can dedicate to that. Uh, but I can do it. It's, it's going to take you some time, especially if you do what I do. 
and grind because money matters in this game. Okay. Like having a lot of money matters in this game. And that's the reason why I'm less than halfway through the game and I'm 30, 40 hours in because there's an entire side quest with Kiryu being a real estate agent. <laughs> All right. I'm pretty sure that's not what you expected me to say. No, I didn't know that. I didn't. Yeah, I am. It goes that I'm deep. I'm so excited for this game now. <laughs> it goes that deep. It's like, I, I, I'm going to spoil this one part because it's just the side quest okay. shit. So the whole real estate thing is you buy up property and you make money off of the property right. and you try to like upgrade So you can do other properties. shit. Well, you compete with other Fact, not not necessarily factions, but there's the five business lords of Kamarocho, okay, and each one of them has like a little quirk, and they'll send they'll send their thugs to fuck up your establishments, and then you got to show up and fight them off with some of the same with some of the other thugs that you hire until you take over the majority of that section, and then you have a showdown with the business lord to this see shit. who takes over that area, and then that business lord becomes your bitch. It starts working in that area. This shit sounds like some Cromarty High shit. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> this is Cromarty High School, the game after school. Like, after high school is over, I'm a, that's what this game is. I'm excited. Is. I'm excited for this. It is so good. I will also, like, hopefully, maybe if we play that, uh, maybe we'll get done with it by the time Persona 5 Royal Edition comes out, and then I can stream that. I don't give a shit about I that. Fucking, I haven't played Persona 5 yet. I... Oh, I own it, and I've never played it, so I guess I'm just gonna wait till this Royal Edition. I do have a PlayStation Vita TV, and I do have Persona Four Golden, which I should probably stream too. But yeah, I'm super excited for Yakuza. Uh, I had some when I was doing my personal streams. I had some people request some of the music from that game, and that is ridiculously good music. Also, some of the fighting so, like but, shit is just amazing, bro. Like the the ability to beat somebody over the head with like these these signs and <laughs> like throwing somebody in a trash can, kicking said trash can down the road for the KO, beating somebody with a bicycle. I mean, it's awkwardly picking objects absolutely. up and then hitting them with people too. Like not hitting hitting exactly. them in like weird ways. Hitting a motherfucker with another motherfucker. <laughs> like it's amazing. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So what is the other one that you would want me to you're excited for for me to play? I want you to play the first and fourth Valkyria Chronicles. I've seen I don't know if I've ever really been into those games though. So that would it's understandable. I thought you were um, gonna say Wonder Boy. I would Boy. say that <laughs> No. I wanna um, play Wonder Boy. The Wonder Boy is I heard a the great Switch game, is a good however, one. However, I would say that Valkyria Chronicles has overtaken what Fantasy Star was for me because back in the day, Fantasy Star was my favorite RPG. Is that an RTS? It, it, like that's a like a like an XCOM kind of game, right? Kinda. So it is very RTS like. You'll have like certain command points, and then you spend command points on your units uh -huh. to do certain things. Um, I I love it for two main reasons. There might be a few more, but my two main reasons is it takes place in a pseudo World War II. Okay, yeah, I do remember and that. And the story, and the story is fantastic, especially the fourth one, because in the first one, 
you find out that one of the people in your platoon is like a demigod of some sort. I'm not going to get into the details, but you find out that she that she's like a demigod what, and she's like super fucking What strong. were these what what systems were these on? 1 and 4. Uh 1 and 4 is out on PS4 and Switch. Okay. Like they they well, have a whole one thing. 1 is on PS4, Switch and Steam. 4 is definitely on Switch and PS4. I don't know if it's on Steam. Okay. I will I will put that but on the list then. The fourth one you're just regular ass people. Okay. No demigods. And the characters Yeah, no demigods. You're just regular ass people and the characters are just fantastic. The the character growth for a lot of the characters are just amazing. Probably the saddest one out of all of them too. Okay. All right. Well we got one last one from H two O. H two O happy dude. Okay. Uh if there were if if there would be a cameo you would want to see happen, what would it be? Mine, this is not me saying this, this is H2O saying this. Mine would be Yakuza's Goro Majima making an appearance in Shenmue 3. I didn't really think about this one that much. So, this one might fall on it's, you more. I guess, like, saying, like, The Witcher in Monster Hunter World was really crazy with the... Uh, that was really weird cameo. Uh, One that I... Yeah, but that makes sense. Yeah, let's say, like, one that I would want... Let's say, I'm, I'll pick Monster Hunter. Let's say what we would want in Monster Hunter. Uh, you could say Doom Guy in Halo. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, just like two Master Chief looking specifically Master Chief in Halo in uh, in. Doom. Oh, vice versa. So you would do it, Master Chief in. Uh, I would have Master Chief in in Doom in instead of Doom Guy in Halo World because no one's gonna stop. Yeah, him. He's just he's just ruthless. Maybe Halo guy Halo, Master Chief could probably be stopped in Doom World. He's just not as aggressive as Doom, Doom Guy. Don't give a shit like. <laughs> He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. But if I was going to pick like a cameo that I would like to see, and it kind of technically happened, I would like to see either Solid Snake in Splinter Cell. Oh, okay. Or Sam Fisher in Metal Gear Solid. Okay. And in one of the Splinter Cells, one of the most recent ones, there is like this slight little nod to Metal Gear franchise where they're talking about, um, I don't think it was, they were talking about two other series. I don't think it was a Hitman but they definitely brought up Metal Gear Solid. Okay. And, you know, it's it's the acknowledgement that those two series were completed. And the only series, the only espionage series that was left from the original three was Splinter Cell. And Sam Fisher just sits there and is like, holy shit, I'm the only one left. <laughs> and it, it was just it was just crazy. Yeah. Like just watching that scene. That's what I would like to see. I would like to see even like uh, a duel between Snake and Sam. Uh, I think that would I would cool. like. This isn't so much a cameo. I would like to see the new Judge Dread, like Carl Urban's Judge Dread, in a Mortal Kombat game. Mm-hmm. I I feel okay. like that could work. You could do. He has the way his gun works with different like ammo styles and stuff like that. And the new Carl Urban or the new I think it's Dread 2016 is like super gory and stuff like that super super gory but it's gory where it needs to be i think that could work i was just looking at this f-zero gx cover and i always think that captain falcon kind of looks like judge dread so <laughs> just the helmet and all that so that have you ever seen that movie judge dread no. oh, it's the new one's called just dread it's just dread and it's got okay. carl urban it all takes place in one building it's kind of very did you ever watch the raid no oh my god chris you would fucking love the raid the raid is such good like I can't. I don't. And I don't want to sound racist. Let's just say martial arts. I don't know which uh, nationality it is, but the martial arts in it is just fucking and phenomenal. Like you need to watch that and watch the 2016 Dread movie because they're both really, really, really good. 
Okay. The, the whole reason that a lot of people like the Dread movie is because it doesn't have Stallone saying, I am the law. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there's a part in the original Judge Dread movie where, so they built him this big ass like Judge Dread motorcycle, but obviously it couldn't handle going more than three miles an hour on set. So <laughs> there's never like a motorcycle chase scene with it. And like Rob Schneider's there too. So yeah, it's. Like, a lot of people get it confused. They're like, no, no, no. that You're thinking of Demolition Man. No, there's another movie that that Stallone and Rob Schneider were in together. <laughs> uh, but the two... Th- I forgot Stallone was in Demolition He's Man. He's the Demolition Man. <laughs> that, man. that movie is bad. That movie is bad, but I will watch it every time it comes on. It's uh, so bad. That movie is terrible. That... Uh, I love also love the line. I love the Blade movies. I love Blade One and Two. Not so much three. But Blade One has the fucking line where some motherfuckers always trying to a- ice skate uphill. <laughs> so <laughs> here's a little story time for you, Chris. Uh so that line was actually said in a meeting by Wesley Snipes just talking about the movie in general. And someone went, That's fucking good. We gotta put that in the script. He goes, No. It's a terrible line. (laughs) (laughs) And after he kills the main character uh, or the main antagonist of Blade One, he goes, some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill. (laughs) Now, imagine Blade saying that, putting on his sunglasses. It's really edgelordy, but that was it was a different time. It was such a different time. Like I love now three is where I draw the line because Ryan Reynolds is is in it and he's basically just playing Deadpool without being in a Deadpool mm-hmm. costume. Also Jessica Beale's in it, which by the way, between Jessica Alba and Jessica Beale, I am a Jessica Beale man. But this movie's super weird because she is a vampire hunter that uses cybernetic like bow and arrow. And she always plays music in her headphones. It's stupid. <laughs> Triple H is in. I think I've seen. I think I've seen Blade. Triple Ray. H is in it where he has a vampire Pomeranian. <laughs> Get the fuck. <laughs> I, you know, I'm pretty sure I've seen that movie. Yeah. And at the time, I'm like, wow, this this isn't all that bad. But you know what? I have a history of playing. Mm-hmm. Bad video mm-hmm. games and watching bad yeah. movies and thinking that they're good, and then everyone just comes out and be like, "No, you poor child." <laughs> Did stop. you ever watch the the show Prison Break? Uh, yeah. So you know his uh, the main character's brother that he's trying to break out of prison. The guy that plays that character, he plays Dracula in Blade Three. So there you go. I want to go. Neat. I want to go watch Blade One and Two now. Those movies are so okay. good. They're so bad. They're so, the CG in Blade One is so fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking bad. But Blade 2 is the one where he has to team up with the regular vampires because there's like a subterranean race of vampires that are fucking like feeding on regular vampires. So, mm-hmm. yeah, those are the vampires that have like the predator mouths that open up and all that shit. Yeah, 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 yeah I remember yeah, that. That shit that shit is pre- uh Guillermo del Toro worked on that one. So that's why the monster uh shit looks really cool. So, which, which, okay. by the way, I need to also go see the new uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. Uh, he did a live action of that, of like a couple of those series, of a couple of those stories. Do you remember those books? I want to try that yeah. out. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it's out yet, but I want to go see that. So, anyway, that's a hell of a tangent, but yeah. So yours would be the Sam Fisher and mine. Sam Fisher in Solid Snake. And mine would be, I guess I'll switch mine, uh, Master Chief in Doom World, in, with Doom Guy. 
Okay. I can't think of anything else, so I'll go with that. <laughs> that's fine. All right, that's it for our questions, man. Uh, what do we got going on this week? Whatever Chris Powell tells me to do. <laughs> uh, whatever Scotty tells me to do. So <laughs> Pretty much how it yeah, is. Yeah, right no, now. I'll do a little sneak peek. So today we did uh, the Sunday stream. Usually I do those on Sunday night. Usually this would be reversed. I, we would be doing the podcast during the day, streaming at night, but shit happens. Uh, we did Sonic 2 yeah. and a little bit of Sonic 3 today. Tuesday, we will start Yakuza 0. I will start that. Uh, Thursday, I believe we have all agreed on... Guilty Gear XR. Yes, Guilty Gear XR Revelator 2, I believe, is the specific. We will yep. be playing that on Mega Vision's uh, Thursday Night Throwdowns. We have not decided on which system yet. Uh, there's some, there's some, fee- there's some bounce back from some parties involved. I don't mind. I have both mm-hmm. available on both. Si- well, yeah. the problem is, can I play it when you're playing it on Steam? No, you would have to have your own copy. Okay. I think you can get a cheat. Yeah, it's Guilty Gear. I'll fucking pay full price if I need to. Yeah. Uh, but if we had decided to play it on PS4, I had that on PS4 because there was just a sale on the summer sale, and I got it super cheap. So. We'll be mm-hmm. playing that, and then next Sunday, it's going to be another Lazy Sega stream, Lazy Sega Sunday. Uh, we'll probably, we need to go back and finish Sonic 3. So we'll go yeah. back and finish Sonic 3. Uh, that's going to be a lot tougher because I'm not using the rewind function on Sonic 3. You know what? It's going to be Sonic 3 all day because we're going to beat it as Sonic, and then we're going to go through and beat it as Knuckles. That's like the best way to play it because those two have wildly different uh, paths. Not necessarily storylines, but paths path lines um to the point where their final bosses are yeah. completely we different. won't play through as tails <laughs> you know tails has arguably the best super mode like he doesn't have like a super mode he has like a you get the super emeralds and he gets to do mm-hmm. something he doesn't like, have a super tails I, mode I, I, he doesn't have a super tails mode but like what ends up happening is that when he becomes like super tails or hyper tails or whenever he gets all the super emeralds he's got these four little birds that fly with him and they just immediately home in on bullshit oh, are these the fucking so when you face down the birdie things the, the flickies. flickies that you they're were flickies. that one time stretching really hard <laughs> i was right here we go yes chris you were right <laughs> that's all that matters chris <laughs> Yes, I was right. Why are you booing me? I'm yeah. right. <laughs> but no, he's got like these four little flickies. And when you fight against the boss, they just fly over to the enemy. They just kill it. And, and kill That's it. That's awesome. It's dumb. That Since you brought up the Hannibal Burris fucking meme, there's one that I saw I recently shared in my free company on Final, Final Fantasy XIV, their Discord. It's one where... <laughs> it just says above him, it says tank. And he goes, and mm-hmm. it says in the subtitles, it goes, hey, Final Fantasy 14 boss. And it looks over at the boss and it comes back and it has the provoke uh, icon on his face. He goes, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fucking, dude, I need to watch more of the Eric Andre show. It's so fucking good. It is. It is an American. Did you see the Crash Bandicoot thing? So there's a Crash. Someone did an animation of Crash Bandicoot, but it's audio from an Eric Andre show where he's just I Mm -hmm. guess they're on the street and he's just like fucking shit up, like just crash, like breaking car windows and shit. And it's got and it's voiced or it's dubbed over this animation of Crash Bandicoot, like breaking boxes. You know how he does in the game to get the wampa fruit and all that. Yeah, and he breaks one that has the uh, what's his name? The what's the mask's name? Uh, Hoodwinka. I always call it. I always I call know, it Ugubuka. 
<laughs> but he comes out and he's he's Hannibal Burris and he's like, hey, hey, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Crash Bandicoot's Eric Contra and he goes, he's like, what? And he goes, you're doing some cool ass shit. That's what you're doing. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you want to join me? And then at the end, he puts it on, on his fucking face and he's just running down. <laughs> it's so good. That's fucking Dude, dumb. it's like that and the fucking, you shared it once, the fucking Simba quick like TLDR animation where it's just Mufasa going, oh, Simba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest fucking thing in that whole one is where Scar just goes, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I lose my shit every time I see it. Anyway, let's end this fucking podcast. <laughs> I think that's all going on too now. Right? Hours. That's all we got going on. So you guys, as always, thank you for listening. And go out if you're listening to this as Mega I mean you're listening to this as Scrubbers, go check out Mega Visions. Go check out Megavisions.com. That's where Chris and shoot uh Chris and, oh, so, so anti Chris, which is Scrubverse Chris, and Megavisions Chris, and Scotty, and TJ, and Brett, and Graham, and I apologize for anybody else that I'm missing out on their names. That's where all the articles are. Marson, there's that's where, go check that out if you really want to support the magazine. Uh, even if you don't, if you don't have much, if you just want to like support a dollar, they have a we have a Patreon. So go check out the Patreon. Uh, if you do the three or five dollar tier, I believe you get a digital version of the magazine. If you do the fifteen three dollar if tier. you get three dollar tier, if you do the fifteen dollar tier, I think it went up to fifteen. That is the physical magazine, and you will get that every quarter. I believe we do it four times a year. But yeah, also pay attention and make sure on September seventh to at seven a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will be going live with the other people from the Mega Visions crew from Scotty's apartment. I'm. I've heard it's a small apartment, and they're going to have roughly 10 people in there for 24 hours. Uh, it's going to be hot it as fuck. It is. So it's going to be real. I hope he's got three window units now, so we're going to be cranking them bitches. So, But, yeah, mm-hmm. we are uh, going to be starting off. I think uh, I think it's okay to say which one we're starting off with first. It's kind of a staple that we start off with every year. It's just Sonic Adventure. We're going to start off with yep. that, and we'll be going for 24 hours. We're going to be giving away shit. Uh, we're going to be also be giving away a Dreamcast, so be on the lookout for that too. So September 7th, check it out. Awesome. So y'all take care. Have a good week. Woo-hoo. Thanks for tuning in to the Scrubverse Podcast. If you would like to keep up to date with us, follow us on Twitter at Scrubverse Podcast, at Vetted Games, and at Tornado Jones. Email us at scrubversepodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to check out our giveaway this month. Links will be provided in the podcast description. Show me a